Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Random Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is Planes, Soccer, and Automobiles. We'll be sharing later in the episode impressions of Aeroporter for the 3DS, the Planes, FIFA 13 for the Wii U, the Soccer, <laughs> and updated patched impressions of Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, the Automobiles. But before all that... Double woo! Double woo! <laughs> but before all that, we of course have to look at what's up with Nintendo. And it was an interesting couple weeks. We had some... A first look at uh, every week is interesting. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's true. But we had a, a first look at uh, the 2013 lineup for Wii U and 3DS, and we also have a um, kind of an analysis later on the show of how the Wii U did worldwide in terms of its launch and its sales and what that means for future support. So it's like a super international mega edition of Jason Sales Corner, <laughs> but it has like a thesis. Like there's a core. Like here's what I here's this and here's what supports it. So it's a spoken word research paper, if you will, but much more interesting. I promise you. I don't promise you. I have no idea. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll leave that up to the the viewers. But first, listeners, let's or, let's or do the thing. Of. Let's do the thing that <laughs> let's do the. Uh, hey, we have a good amount of listeners now. No, let's no, do no, the no, thing. I meant for this one in particular. Oh. Well, I guess the same people have to listen and then realize that it's boring, and then they won't. It won't be boring. <laughs> That's not how you start a show. You don't go. It's gonna be boring. Oh, no. yeah. so let's start with what is by far gonna be the most interesting <laughs> thing of all the news. And so you could gauge the, this high point quotes and see for the rest of them. Yes. So let's start. Uh, there's a Nintendo Direct a little bit ago, and Nintendo, like I said, a ago, they gave us a first look at the 2013 lineup for the Wii U and the 3DS. Now, before we get to the actual Nintendo Direct, I just want to say that uh, this, is, this is to Nintendo. Hey, Nintendo. How's it going? I'm sure you're a bit busy. You got hey, your Jason. systems. Oh, are you Nintendo in this scenario? Yeah, we'll Okay. Fine. Okay. Hi, Nintendo. Hello, Jason. So, so uh, I know you've been busy these past few weeks. Oh, I sure system. have. He's <laughs> like Santa Claus. Um, but, you know, if you announce a Nintendo Direct worldwide, all three regions, you follow Nintendo? If you yeah. announce it all three regions... And then the night before, literally 12 hours before, you put firmware updates out for both your systems, you're going to raise the expectations a little too high. So Nintendo, some advice. Space out your firmware updates. <laughs> but you bought a Wii U, right? Yeah. That's all that matters. Oh, well, you got your money. Fine. But no, uh, seriously, I mean, I'm kind of joking. It's more of a coincidence than anything else. It's just really funny how, like... They had forever updates literally eight hours before the Nintendo Direct. And everyone was freaking out. Like, oh my god, they're going to have, like, who knows what... But uh, what they did have, contrary to the who knows what that they could have had, was a look, like I said, at early 2013 games. Uh, they promised that there will be 30 new titles coming within the next few weeks, whatever few weeks means. And uh, To them it means like six. Yeah, I, th- I think to them it means four months. But, <laughs> but um, they, they went on, you know, they highlighted their first party games. Although they didn't really give any solid new release dates. They just reemphasized here's what's coming out between now and the end of the launch window, which is March 31st. So the one that they initially showed, and this is the one that's probably coming out soonest, is uh, Lego City Undercover. All they said is it's coming early 2013. This is the game, for those that may not know, that uh, it's basically, Nintendo doesn't like people to say this, but it's basically Grand Theft Auto Lego Edition. So there's that. And most... So everything you could do in Grand Theft Auto, you could do here. Mm-mm. Not everything. Oh. I don't believe there's any um, prostitutes in the game. <laughs> For example. But, um, yeah, most of the information they went over in the video we've actually seen before. We actually saw firsthand at Comic-Con. For example, the gamepad can be used as a police scanner and an object scanner to look around your environment and find bad guys. Uh, they did confirm there's now 100 drivable vehicles in the game, which is kind of neat. And they have this thing called Super Bricks, where if you collect the right bricks, you can build these giant structures, be it boats, bridges, 
buildings, whatever. And those are what progress the story. Um, one other thing they mentioned, this actually, this actually I think is the most interesting, is they're putting big marketing behind this. There's already a TV commercial for it, and it doesn't even have a release date. But the new thing is they actually teamed up directly with LEGO to release toys based on LEGO City. So there'll be a special LEGO City toy set that comes with a code. When you enter said code in the game, you get those toys in the game as drivable vehicles. Which I actually thought was really, really cool. It is. Like, I mean, if I was a bigger LEGO fan, I would definitely go for that. I mean, just having a LEGO version of the character you're playing in the game is just... Yeah, what they really should have done, and I'm shocked they didn't, is the Wii U gamepad has NFC on it, near field communication. It could just put a chip in in one of the Lego blocks, and you just place the car on the controller, and it pops up in the game. Too much work. Probably. Probably Probably anywhere made the toy more expensive now that I think about it, because the chip costs money. And also, it might have made those pieces not very compatible with other pieces like it might be like right. and the whole thing about lego is trying to reduce yeah the cheater pieces i don't even know what to call them the piece yeah I know. like like the, all the, the specialty pieces so yeah speak. yeah like it can only be a bumper or something that kind of thing yeah. mm-hmm. this one can only do NFC right chip. right so like this one's only the nfc chip and nothing <laughs> else yeah but oddly that was all about lego say it's their next big game and they barely you know it well, was like two minutes of footage next big game for for wii u for everybody well, it's the next major high-profile Nintendo published game that's coming out, probably. They didn't really put a release date, but I'm guessing it is, because, like I said, they're already putting it on TV. And it's only because it's published by Nintendo that I'm even... That we're even talking <laughs> about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, weirdly. Uh, one game that we'd be talking about, regardless of publisher, I, I'd say, is Pikmin 3. No matter who put it out, it's still a very good franchise. But would you have played it if it wasn't put out by Nintendo the original? I don't know, actually. That's a good point. But either way, Pikmin 3... There's a lot of good games I skipped over. Yeah, because it's not. It would have been like, like, oh, this looks like a weird quirky game. I'll get around to it. I might never get around to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is. It totally is. But Pikmin 3, uh, good news, we got new footage, and it looks pretty awesome, I'd say. Bad news, we we got no new information, and we got a delay. Yeah, we did. We we know there's this flying beast thing that vacuums Pikmin up. Yeah, but, I mean, there's no new, like, core gameplay information. We know there's a new enemy, okay. Um, you could throw your partners and charge the shot so it either goes straight or at an arc. I think we knew that at E3. I don't, I don't think we knew about the whole arcing system. Maybe not. But, okay, there's no, Nintendo didn't vocally say any new information. Purple they, and white Pikmin were confirmed. Well, yeah. By the video. <laughs> yeah, but, but my, my, my point, but <laughs> no one, they weren't unconfirmed at any point. It was assumed they'd be there. Wasn't it? I assumed they'd be there. I assumed, but the existence of the rock Pikmin kind of threw me off because I assumed, like, wait, well, aren't, the rock Pikmin, aren't the purple Pikmin supposed to be, like, the yeah, heavy that's hitters? True. That's true. Why have rock Pikmin, but... Yeah. Well, either way... Apparently, rock Pikmin can attach to things, and I guess that's their... Yeah. Their, their, their gimmick. <laughs> yeah, their shtick. But, uh, either way, so we got the new footage, which looks great, and apparently there's more details in it than I didn't notice, but what we didn't get is any new, real, like, sizable oh, gameplay details. and the, that, the thing, the whistle, with yeah. That's a towering thing that pops up, like, after it makes a circle. Mm-hmm. It makes, like, this weird, like, cone kind of... Oh, not cone. It's like a cylinder of light come up. I, I, didn't, I didn't even notice that. Like, you know, usually it's just, like, I a guess ring. I didn't watch the gameplay close <laughs> enough. Well, okay, so apparently, let me rephrase. There's apparently a lot of information about Pikmin 3, including cones of whistles instead of circles of whistles. No, no, it's not a cone. It was a cylinder. Oh, cylinders of whistles. Well, you know, like when the a whistling when, when the whistle comes out, just like yeah, a yeah, little yeah. ring, and now it goes. Now there's light that goes up, so you have an idea where you are. Maybe I don't. know. Maybe that's like to call Pikmin that are higher up or something. I maybe. Don't know. Well, either way, maybe the flying Pikmin. Oh, maybe. 
Maybe, I forgot about the flying Pikmin after they teased at E3, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> well, either way, uh, Nintendo didn't vocalize any information, and they also very quietly, well, not, yeah, pushed it out of the launch window. It's now coming out Q2, which is April to June of next year. So, I guess that makes sense, because, I mean, there's been kind of a radio silence about Pikmin 3. We haven't seen anything since E3. But, still kind of a bummer that one of the big, high-profile launch games is now. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's gotta be, it's gotta be we, their we, summer we, game. We've been, it's gotta come out in we, June, we've been sure. waiting for it since we thought we've it was gonna be a Wii years. game. So, now that we're actually getting word of it, and it's, like, actually being developed. And At this point, you're like, done. what's the extra two months? Yeah. yeah like, I, I mean, now, I'm just wanted to be a really, really good game and have an awesome sure. multiplayer like the first. Oh, yeah, I better have Co-op a multiplayer. Mode. You mean, like, the second? The second. Yeah, like the second. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see, but um, I'm sure I'm, I hope it. It'd be awesome if we had online multiplayer. Mm, that would be awesome, I guess. I. <laughs> you sound so. Well, because I, I can't really see myself playing a game like that. I wouldn't really want to play online unless it's voice chat, though. If you had voice chat, no, I want to play with random people. No, you play with friends online or rent. What? I'm just saying, if you could play with friends <laughs> without being in the same room, it'd be nice. Oh. That's all. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Another would be cool. Although, if you're if you're so obsessed with uh, local multiplayer, you might be interested in Game of Wario, which is another game Nintendo highlight. Note the excellent transition right there. <laughs> um, so, thank you. Thank you. I am currently taking a bow for all you that can't see me. He's not. I, I just did there. Okay. Um, lazy bow, whatever. Well, I also got to stand up. Bow, anyway. sir. Anyway, Game of <laughs> Wario. So... Nintendo confirmed that Game & Wario is going to have 16 new minigames, and they all use the gamepad, and only the gamepad. Some of them are one player, some of them are two to five players. All of them only require the one controller. How it works is the other players interact just by watching what's on the TV. Which sounds... It could be cool, it could not, it depends on how they do it. So they showed off two of the 16 games that will come with Game & Wario. The first is uh, what they call Gamer, and essentially it's WarioWare. You're playing... Uh, you know, WarioWare-style Nintendo-themed micro-games, those five-second bite-sized games, on the gamepad. As Ninevolt. As Ninevolt, the Nintendo fanboy, who has a Virtual Boy on his shelf. I don't know if you saw that in the footage. Oh, no, it was yeah, fixated on... on his very simplistic gamepad. Yes, yes, <laughs> but he has a Virtual Boy. Anyway, um, so you're playing, and on the TV, you have to keep an eye out as you play. This is the new Wii U dimension of WarioWare, I guess. Because uh, your mom will come in and make sure you're asleep because Ninevolt's just a kid. Well, that's like so what I did to... at um, like middle school. For the, the yeah, DS. basically. So you have to uh, <laughs> you have to like constantly be looking up and make sure that if she's coming in that you close the light or I mean close the turn off the light and close the game and put the gamepad down so she can't see it. So you have to like manage both. So that's gamer. It's basically WarioWare. Uh, the second one is called Fruit, and we played a variant of this at Comic Con. No, it was, it was the exact same one. Was it? Yeah. It looks a little different. No, yeah, I played they, it. They spruced it up. I, I thought it looked the same. It, oh, I thought because I played it once at Comic Con. Right. Well, I was I was a TV. I was just a watcher. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. call them watchers. And then I played it again at that event in LA. They had they had WarioWare. At the, I mean, Game of WarioWare at the Wii Experience Store. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah, they did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of interesting as a watcher. Yeah. Well, here's the just person, to explain. The present playing wasn't that great. So just to explain how it works because not everyone yeah. may know. So. Fruit is essentially an animated game of Where's Waldo. There are two to five players that participate. One person's on the gamepad as a thief. His job, using just the gamepad screen, is to steal up to three pieces of fruit in however much time. And to do it, 
he's you know moving around through this giant crowd of square-headed and round-headed people going in and out and he can you know weave his way through the crowd he can march in sync with someone to hide behind them he can hide behind obstacles like buses going through or clouds of smoke or buildings every so often the game will zoom in on the area where he is give the players who are watching on the tv a chance to figure out who the who mr gamepad is like who the thief is because the guy with gamepad is doing the fruit so the goal of the other players who have no controllers by the way is they have to figure out who's the thief at the end of her, of the designated time it'll list like 10 different characters and all the people without a controller just go that's the guy and then it tells you if you're right or wrong it's literally an animated Wario or uh, animated Wario Waldo. Yeah, I mean that's something that I guess they could have used the Wiimotes to just have so, them yeah, just point. But, but it seems unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but especially um, if it's just that self-contained game, it's yeah, not like you're accumulating yeah. points for something greater. So. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, it really depends on who the player is. Because when I tried it at ConCon, I had the same. Like the guy was really obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to try it for yourself, uh, listeners. Um, Nintendo actually put a YouTube video up of Iwata playing it as the thief, and you get to watch the TV screen, basically. It's like the whole length of the game, so you can literally try it since there's, you can literally try it since there's no, uh, yeah, there's no controller you need. So if you, we have a link at randomtown.com if you go to this episode, episode 32, planes, soccer, and automobiles. <laughs> can you find Iwata? Uh, yeah, basically, we have a link there to the YouTube video, and you can try it for yourself and see, and literally get the whole experience of the main game. Uh, th- those are the only two Nintendo talked about in the video for Game & Wario during Nintendo Direct, but they, uh, we, when we were at Comic-Con, actually did see a couple others, which I guess are worth mentioning. Um, one of them was a snowboarding game, which is actually very, very, very similar to F-Zero in Nintendo Land. Or, sorry, Captain Falcon's in design. But, in design. In but design. But it's way simpler. It's way simpler. I'm sure they spruced it up. They had to. Like, it's too yeah, simple. It, it took 30 seconds, and what you do is you, on the gamepad, you hold it, it vertical. There didn't seem to be any obstacles. No, you hold it vertical on the gamepad, you weave around flags, and you go off a jump. It takes literally 45 seconds. So, I imagine they spruced it up. But, yeah, it's very similar to Captain Falcon's Twister Race, for anyone who has played that on Nintendo Land. Um, I hope they spruced that, because there's only 16 games, and that's one of the 16. That's kind of meh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember what else there was? I feel like there were one or two others we tried. There was There's a... an army battle thing, right? Yeah. Like there... a catapulting. It was, I guess the, it was more like that Ninja Castle one from... Yeah, it's like Takamotsu's Yeah, except instead of throwing Ninja Star, you shoot arrows, and you fire the arrows by pulling back on them on the gamepad, you hold it sideways, mm-hmm. and you like Yeah, you hold it vertical just like Ninja Castle. Yeah, and you, and, 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 you, well, aim, and you aim by moving with the telescope. Right. And, right. I mean, that, that was fun. And, then there but, was and a, yeah, yeah, and like one of the tanks was Wario's nose. So like it has the humor of WarioWare still. Yeah. Like the snowboarding one starred Jimmy T from WarioWare. Yeah, they're all... Yeah, but it's just like those... And then there was another one with... It had to do with taking pictures. I didn't really understand it because I didn't get to play Yeah, it. I don't remember it, honestly. But it was just like... And then a chicken... Whenever you beat a minigame, a chicken lays a weird egg. And it's like it's trying really hard to push it out. And Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. That's right. In a funny, weird way. In a WarioWare way. But yeah, so the game... Um, there was no date given during Nintendo Direct. But presumably, since they're talking about it, it's going to be out you know, within the launch window sometime this coming quarter, January through March. And on, honestly, that makes perfect sense because it really feels like the Wii U's version of WarioWare Smooth Moves and the Wii U version's version of Wii Play. Like, it's kind of like a hybrid of the two. You've got the quirky humor and you've got the rapid-fire mini games of WarioWare, at least in one mode. And then you have the 16 slightly more fleshed-out games than a WarioWare game typically has that we play, like Wii Play, which had nine. So it makes sense that they're following the same pattern of release, which means it's probably, if I had to guess, coming in January or February. 
Smooth Moves hit the January after the Wii came out. Wii Play hit the February after the Wii came out. So it slots in right in that window, and it's the exact same type of game. Would you say it might be budget-priced? Because the other ones were. Wii Play was budget-priced. No, it was 50 It just came with a free controller. Oh, really? Yeah. And Smooth Moves was full price. So no, Nintendo's going to definitely charge full price. It's Wario. It's a big enough name. Oh. But, um... Yeah, that's my guess. It's a because he's fat. Ah, yes, that's exactly what I meant. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a hybrid of the two. It's gonna come out in the same. They're following the exact same pattern, so we'll see. But that's Game and Wario. Uh, hopefully, Fruit and the WarioWare one seem to have more depth than what we played at Comic Con, and then again at the Wii Experience in September. So hopefully, those other mini games have gotten flushed out since then. Otherwise, it might not be that good of a deal. Yeah, it'll, so. it'll be one of those things I'll buy, but with like a yeah, I'll buy it, but kind of be like yeah, exactly. So hopefully, I'm really hoping Nintendo. I mean, but then again, Nintendo Land for a while we used to think looked like it was too simple, and then suddenly there was all this depth, like we found out a month before it came out. So you know, Nintendo might surprise us again. Well, Nintendo Land had how many attractions? Twelve. It had twelve, but we and we knew there were twelve from the start, but we only knew about three, like six of them at one point, then nine, and then twelve, and even like with like Captain Falcons. Twister Race and Yoshi's Fruit Card and stuff. We didn't know much about until like three weeks before launch. No, yeah, but that's like there are less attractions, so they could put more time into it. This one has more usually you expect. Well, yeah. From no, but I'm saying maybe they'll surprise and have a bit more depth than what we saw at oh, okay. Comic Con. Um, another game that Nintendo didn't specify a date for, which seems to be a running theme of these Wii U games, is Wii Fit U, which is definitely coming out launch window because they showed the box art. You don't show box art for a game that's coming out in like nine months. So <laughs> they didn't. Uh, so we fit use new. I hate to use this. I'm not using this word in the bad sense, but it's a new gimmick. It's a new hook, if you will. Is it comes with a fit meter, which is this pedometer looking device that's actually. It really looks like it's salvaged from the old uh, Poco Walkers from that came with Heart Gold and Soul Silver. It's the exact same body. Oh, was, they're not that old. Come on, they're like four years old. They're not four Heart years Gold old. Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Heart Gold. No, it's like at least at most. Two years? No. No, or it's definitely more. There's been two. Oh, there's been right. black and white one and two since then. You're right. Three years at most. You think it's three? Yeah, I think it's three. Well, three. either way, they... Um, they yeah, they do kind of look like that. They're just perfectly they look round, identical. white, and green. Yeah, they swapped out the red for the green. Yeah, but that's not bad, though. I mean, it looks simple and sleek, and it's nice. So They came the... out in 2010, so two years. See, I was right first. Yeah, you were. Mean I think. I'm double-checking this. Hang well, on. Uh, the copyright on the official site's 2010. Yes, I'm doing this right now. It's that important. Oh. Yep, 2010. Well done. Yep. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, the Fit Me is the, really, the new hook. It has a little LED screen. It'll show your activity while you're walking, what you've done. It'll also show your me right in the little black and white LED, which so is kind of... hardcore Nintendo people will be carrying around two pedometers. Yeah, basically. Or three if they... 3DS, Walker if they're still using it, and Fit Me. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, and then how it works is you sync it back to Wii Fit with uh, the IR port, you know, the infrared on the gamepad. So you just line them up, hit sync, and it does its thing. And then all that data from when you weren't playing Wii Fit is integrated with what you do with Wii Fit. And what you can do with Wii Fit is now expanded in Wii Fit U. There's 77 activities. A lot of them, they admit, are ported over from Wii Fit Plus. But there's a bunch of new ones like what we saw, you know, firsthand, once again, at Comic-Con, the Wii Experience, uh, the trampoline mini game. No, we saw that at the LA event. Is that Comic Con too? Uh, I don't remember. Well, I said at both, but oh, you're right. yeah, the oh, trampoline, oh, 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 the trampoline. Comic Con, we saw the snowboarding yeah, the, one. No, that's that's. Oh yeah, well, that's snowboarding one. It was like yeah, bobsled. Yeah, that's... but yeah, at both. The uh, point being, there's new ones like trampoline jumping, uh, the bobsledding, which both of which really rely on the ba- on the uh, balance board. There's also this water gun one. 
you hold up the gamepad to your face Which and you use like it like the an funnest aim. one. Of yeah, it's the most gamey. Oh, that's right. And there was also one where you're like a waiter and you have to balance your right on your hand. Right. And... Yeah, and you use the gamepad to do the balancing yeah, while standing you, on the balance board. And you use the balance board to walk, but you can't walk too fast. Right, or else they'll tip. Yeah, but the actually the Warga one's the most interesting. They show up for a very split second in the Nintendo Direct, but uh, yeah, we played. I think we played. Yeah, I played it. And uh, you hold the gamepad up, kind of like the sniper gun in Zombie U, I'd say. You know, like you're using it like a cursor. And there's a water gun in the middle, and you're hosing down people, and you pump the water with your foot on the balance board. Like, you know, like you're pressing a, a pedal on a car or something. Yeah. So that actually gets tiring because you have to, like, you know, pump pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Should there's that. Working. So there's that. Now, personally, I never owned a Wii Fit. I don't game. I don't own a balance board. I don't know if I'll get Wii Fit you, but you, Jose, you have the balance board, right? Indirectly, yes. So yeah, I mean your sister. So are you gonna get Wii Fit you if it has enough like game qualities? Because I mean, in addition, well, honestly, I probably will. Because um, even though I, the Wii Fit board wasn't mine, I did find myself using it a lot because it was surprisingly really fun to use. Right. And hey, if you want to learn to dance, I forgot to mention this. There's eight dance routines in oh, it's yeah. a whole new dance category in yeah, yeah. i mean forget just dance forget just dance forget sing party where you can dance while singing <laughs> just do just do we fit you yeah i mean i honestly played just the just the balance games like they're equivalent mini games for i don't know just many 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 hours so yeah i wanted to get we fit plus just that. It was like twenty bucks only. Yeah, so it was a good, I don't know yeah. why I didn't. But um, well, now most of it's in We Fit You yeah. plus the new stuff. Well, I mean, so. also like my sister's not here anymore, so the balance board is gone, right. and I kind of want a balance board. Right. So if that. you, I mean, so, in the, yeah. so if you get We Fit You, are you actually gonna carry around the fit meter? Most likely. Use it, it like it, a almost use it like Nike Fuel Band or a Fitbit, where it actually you use it to track everything you do. It might. Yeah, I'll probably will for the first couple of weeks, and then get over it. Yeah. Because because. I've noticed that the only reason I started working out in the beginning, mm-hmm. like first, like I was like, oh, I should get in shape. You're and, doing and, the and, 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 and then I stopped, and then three for you came along. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. I might as well do some exercise. Yeah. And then I kind of stopped, and I don't know, maybe the pedometer will get me going again. As long yeah. as I get over the the, the hump uh, where the I hump. give up. It's like any other exercise. Yeah, I just have to make it a habit. Well, hopefully Nintendo's gamification the of exercise. I, know, I like, I like fun. having pedometers. Yeah. That's why I, like, I try to carry my 3DS around as much as possible, but sometimes I just... Besides can't. for street passing. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that it's small convenience, like, no reason not to, so... That is true. I carried yeah. around the Pokewalker. I am not ashamed to admit, I carried around the Pokewalker around college campus I know, I gotta get that Pikachu with flying, man. I know, right? Or surf. Or whatever it was. Surf. It was surf. No, that was both. Oh, it depended okay. on I got the one with surf. It, it, it depended on which area I, you went. I got the Pikachu with surf. That's the one that matters, because that's the one I had. I got the one with fly, because <laughs> that's what he was. And we have just <laughs> stepped in a time warp to 1998. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I was just going to say, yeah, it'll be... I might actually cave and get We Fit You. We Fit You. I don't know. You will? Maybe. I feel like... I feel like I'm saying that now. Then and we could compete for healthiest human. Well, here's the thing. I feel like I'm saying that now, and then I won't actually do it. But something about I guess, peripheral? I guess because I actually got to try you it. You need a couple a peripheral. Times. What? You need a peripheral too. Yeah, that must Special be. Official Nintendo. I mean, I know. Not I don't own a balance board. I mean, it's not like it's the only one that uses a balance board. The balance board has been thrown around for other games too. Yeah. I mean, it, it works surprisingly well for Punch Out. Yeah. It just was better to use the controller. Well, yeah, because it's, <laughs> but, it's I mean, quicker. It, but, 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 it, but it's like a fun distraction. So, yeah. I mean, no, you never know. 
Honestly, the water pumping and the waiter mini games are just really fun when we play them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's coming out. Well, in summary, that's coming out. Who knows when? Probably before March. <laughs> uh, who knows when? Actually, in the no year, Who knows when? I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out in March, as their big like March game. They tend to do that for the Wii U, and then 3DS is big March game. Will probably be Luigi's Mansion, but we'll get to that first. We talked a lot about uh, what we played at Comic Con. This seems to, and the Wii U experience. It seems to have kind of resurfaced because all these games are from then. Comic Con and. Uh, one thing I, I had the opportunity to try at Concon that I never actually thought would see the light of day, and if it did, I was like, "Oh, this is for sure like an eShop download. Like it has to be like a free eShop download. There's no other purpose." And, and that was kind of right. Yeah, I was kind of right. That's Panorama View. So Panorama Panorama <laughs> View for a quick uh, summary is pre-made videos. You're flying with a falcon. You're on a bus, a double deck falcon, but it was geese. Oh, yeah, it is a geese. Well, falcon is geese. Falcon sounds more dramatic. Fine. You're falcon sounds geese. awesome. I know, right? <laughs> it's you, a falcon, and an eagle, and you're flying over Mount Rushmore <laughs> with patriotic music blaring. No, it's, uh, you're, yeah, it's with Someone geese. make that happen. It's, yeah, please make that happen. It's, uh, it's, you're flying with geese, or you're on the back of the Double Decker bus in London, or you're going to, like, the... Through the zombie apocalypse. No. To mm-hmm. just a typical day in London. Oh. Still can be exciting. Yeah. Or you're... That's the one I did was London. Or you're in Kyoto, Japan, Nintendo's home city. Either way, there are these pre-made videos, but you're in like a 360-degree sphere. Use the gamepad as your viewfinder. And no matter which way you look, up, down, left, right, diagonal, under you, above you, there's video. It's like the 360 degrees of like street view on Google Maps, but full motion video. I saw a picture of one of the cameras that used. They look crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's full motion. And if you look straight down, you you get like this really weird... You get the tripod. Round. You basically get the bottom of the camera. I don't know, but that's it. You can't see the bottom of the camera. It just looks like a weird void. Of oh, like right. Weird, yeah, weird, that's right. Weird circle. Yeah. But, so that's what Panorama View is. And For it, obvious reasons. But. Honestly, it was the first, as strange as it sounds, it was one of the first things I tried when I first tried the Wii U last summer. Like, I think Ninja Castle was first and this was second, but that was the thing that initially... No, I think you tried that first because I tried Ninja Castle first and right. you were left there. What do I do? Yeah, this is why I tried. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I tried first. And honestly, that was, it sounds insane. But as a tech demo, it is the best introduction to the Wii U I could have asked for because it made perfect sense of how the gamepad can really like shape an alternate world around you. Like it was a great way of being like, look, the gamepad isn't just like a map screen like on the DS. It's a window. It's literally a win. Yeah, literally. I I sound like a marketing guy for Nintendo, <laughs> but seriously, I was like, it was kind of like it was like augmented reality stepped up a notch. It was really cool. Just throw on some 3D glasses and bam. Yeah, if it did 3D. But um, but yeah, so it makes sense that Nintendo's actually pushing it out there. And it makes sense that, you know, they're making it a thing. But what doesn't make sense... Yeah, you don't sense, have to look as goofy as you want when he was doing the camera. That's true. Yeah, you don't have to have a camera mounted on your face. While but that was just looking. so he could show us. Yeah. But, which was kind of cool. It was. It, I, like, was I did else. like how they included that in Nintendo Direct. They actually showed him using it. post just like, here's yeah. how it works. But that was the Google Maps thing. Which yeah, which cool. we'll get to in a sec. But first, here's the thing that I find annoying about Panorama View Uh-oh. actually coming out. One, it's not that should have been a launched eShop app. It totally should what better way? Nintendo's looking for that thing that's like immediately people get when they, you know, like Wii Sports, you immediately get tennis. Yeah, and that's something Nintendo you can show Land, to anybody of any exactly. age. Exactly. That's something You can't perfect. just show like your grandpa's Nintendo Land, they'll be like, oh, okay. But yeah, you can show it's them, like, too much of a game. Look, it's a video of 
Flying it, ducks. I know what ducks well, are. Well, it's more like, look, <laughs> you're inside this world on a screen, on a control. I've never been to London. Thank you for fulfilling my lifelong yeah, dream. There you go. I've never seen the London Eye, but now I can through this somewhat compressed video. But no, uh, it... It doesn't it, look that bad. It, looks it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. But no, it just like, it made sense to have as a launch thing to really show off, you know, like it's a tech demo. That's straight up what it is. So Nintendo didn't do that, which is kind of strange. And now they're releasing it this uh, spring on the eShop. For some reason. And it's a demo. There's a demo for free, which is cool because that's what it should be. It should be free. But then they're charging for the full video. For the full app, I mean, it's which like, includes yeah, all the videos. It's like, I know I'm probably going to be getting it, but it's like, I'm, I want to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, why would you pay for... The Google thing better be free. It is, I think. Yeah, better be but, free. Well, well, we'll get to, get to Google Internet. in a second. Yes, get to Google in a split second, but... No, you're paying like, for the if gyro. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, if you're going to pay, and this is what I was about... This is actually getting to Google. If you're going to make people pay, do more than just videos. Do Google Maps and Panorama View in one, because the other thing Nintendo announced, and this was out of nowhere... Is, it uh, really sounds like they should be combined. It, it does. Google Maps is coming to the eShop as well. And as because we alluded to. Because why <laughs> not? Yeah, literally, because they can. And how it works is you have standard Google Maps, but once you switch to Street View, the gamepad becomes, one just like Panorama View, that window into the world. You use the gyro to look around. Only people can see your hands. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm making all these crazy window gestures with my hands. I'm like sculpting the frame and being like, look, the world, and making circles. But no, it's like, I'm getting like really pumped about this for some reason. It's weird. But no, it's just like, that makes sense. Like, both of these things are such great ways to show off what you can do with the Wii U that isn't just, here's your inventory on a second screen. And yet, for some reason, they're not there at launch. One of them costs money. The other one may, probably doesn't cost money. It'll be, Google Maps will be out in Q1, by the way, so before the end of March. And yet they're separate when they should be combined. Like, it's just weird. I think they're great ideas. I just think they should be one thing. Yeah, it, it will look kind of awkward on the menu. It's like, oh, you have your, your maps and video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, you can look at Street View of anything, or you can look at a slightly higher-res moving version of Street View yeah. of five cities or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just... um. Why does not going to do all my traveling from my couch? That's what Nint- That's the funny thing. Nintendo literally said that well, line. Not, well, okay, maybe not the couch, because that... But Nintendo from, literally from said... From a spinny chair. In Nintendo... <laughs> yeah. In Nintendo Direct, they actually said that line. They're like, now you can go anywhere in the world. And it's like, oh, I can also hop on a plane. And it's a little more expensive, but it's a little more authentic, too. <laughs> it's not a little more expensive. <laughs> yeah, but it's more authentic, at least. Like, if I want to go to London, Panorama View may be fun. I know firsthand, it is fun. I did go to London through a video screen, but it's very different than going <laughs> to London. It's really hilarious. You're like, so. just having a conversation with some friends I actually went to London and they're talking about that same bridge. I'm like, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Like, oh, I saw the bridge. It's uh, right uh, down the way from the Malay and my Ferris yeah, wheel. Uh, How'd you know that? Panorama view. <laughs> the, the bottom of it looks kind of weird, huh? <laughs> yeah, the bottom of it, it's just like, did you know there's a black hole in the middle <laughs> of the bridge? When did you go? Oh, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday? How are you here now? It was through my Wii U. We, you should, should, write, we should write the, uh, the uh, advertising copy for this app and send it to Nintendo and be like, here, here's your commercial. But yeah, so that that's I got really hyped about that. I got really amped. I don't know why. But I think it's great in terms of releasing it. I just they could have done a little yeah. better job with releasing it. One last bit of eShop news, which oddly it applies to us here in North America, but they only announced it in Europe. It was only in European Nintendo Direct, and that's uh, Zen Pinball Two from Zen Studios. The, the pinball masters of Zen Studios. They're bringing it to the Wii U. Oh. And the reason it's of interest, to me at least, is it's not just a game. They're bl- it's bringing an experience? It, it's, you're not just going to London. You're, <laughs> you're inside. No, it's, you're not just playing a pinball game. You use the screen to move around, and you're inside the table. The ball's whizzing past you. The gamepad shoots balls at your face from, like, out of a... I don't know. No, it's, um... 
not as true. I just want to say, it's what well, they actually they're calling it a platform, in the sense that you're downloading a free app. You can try all the tables for free, and then you buy the tables you want through the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like this whole yeah. So you get a free pinball arcade, if you will, okay. and then you pick the tables you want. So you can buy the Marvel tables that are on the 3DS eShop. You can buy the Plants vs Zombie table. You can buy any of their custom tables, and you know they'll keep releasing new ones, and every single one you can try for free. So you're basically getting a free, although limited, pinball game that you can then spruce up if you want to pay a couple bucks. It's, re- it's how they do it across all the systems, iOS, Xbox Live, PSN. It's kind of cool. But it's a cool concept in the sense that like, it's not just... It's like a virtual arcade. Yeah, it's not, it's not just pinball. a... It's not, yeah, but pinball's fun. Yeah. I like Pokemon pinball, at least. Yeah, it's nothing like these. I know. Because those are... Well, I have Zen pinball. I have the original Zen pinball on my iPhone, and I have the demo of Marvel Zen pinball, or Marvel pinball 3D on the 3DS. Yeah. Both of them are pretty fun, although reminds, they feel very the, crammed still, on the small screen. Yeah, they do. So I'm hoping... 3D is cool, but it's still pinball. Well, I mean, oh, that's just my personal preference. I'm not, yeah, no, I like, I'm I like not the some, biggest fan of pinball. Well, here's the thing. I really like Pokemon pinball, and I shockingly really, really like Metroid Prime pinball for the DS. Ooh, that game was fun. It really it's fun. the only pinball game I actually beat. Yeah, it's really fun. So, I mean, if these are anything like that, and if it wasn't for the small screen on my iPhone and 3DS, it, they would be like that. Like, they have that same amount of, like, neat little hooks you know extra little things on the table but you have the advantage of a big screen tv or if the big screen tv is in use the wii u version of zen pinball 2 lets you do off tv play on the gamepad it also lets you use the gamepad's gyro to like look around and you can you know um there's online leaderboards like it's a fully fledged thing that's also just has never-ending dlc yeah so that's an it's an interesting concept it's neat but with that we listed maybe what five games six games a few, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all the Wii U is. <laughs> Basically, I. Well, uh, well here's I mean, the well, thing. I, I like to think that like a good release schedule is if someone is buying about a game a month, because that's about how long it takes for you to fully experience the game. Yeah, but you're not buying every. Ge- you're not buying Lego City. No, no, I know, but I mean, I already have four games for the Wii U, and it's only been out for about three. Well, weeks. I'll put it this way. Yeah, there's a lot of games, and like I'm still probably gonna buy Batman at some point. I mean, I but have I'll, more... I'll just put. 3DS games and Let me put it, it this has way. been months it's been out. Let me put it this way. I'm pretty sure I do. It's kind of lacking. The lineup Seven. The lineup that... Uh, I'll let you count. I know you're right. 17? 3DS games? Yeah. Wow. That's in 18 months. That's about one a month, yeah. Yeah. Where's my game for this month? Wait, wait, point B. Yeah, but that's the thing is right now, the games we just listed, that's one a month if you buy every single one we just talked about. And here's here's what I'm saying. I don't, that's right. For, for me, the Wii U, I'm good for the next three months. Right, yeah, yeah. Again. But for me, I'll put it this way. Nintendo has a year start. Right you have now. Call of Duty. You could play that Hold on. for a while. That's, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm not talking about me personally. Oh, yeah, Nintendo yeah. Has, a, has a year start they over the PS4 and Xbox again. 720. And this is their chance, after going on and on about how it's a great machine for multi-platform ports and every game can come to it, this is their chance to really prove that. And what we're seeing is the games I just mentioned. Game, so, you know, you got Game & Watch, Lego City, We Fit You, and then you have Rayman Legends on February 26th, you have Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate in in August, in August, sorry, in March, and Activision, EA, and Sega are bringing Ultimate Spider-Man, Need for Speed, and uh, Aliens Colonial Marines sometime before the end of March. So, yes, there is stuff. And, and those, at this, at this point, they're not just ports, right? Like this Spider-Man's one? a port with all the DLC built oh, in. Besides- Need for Speed's a port... But I don't know what's going on with that. They haven't even really announced. It was like, remember they didn't even properly announce it. They just said in like a representative, was like, oh yeah, we're making it. Yeah. And Aliens is an authentic one that's being built for the ground up. Yeah. So that's, but, so that's a good one. About. But honestly, that's 
for a core gamer who's like, oh, should I get a Wii U as my next system versus like a PS4 or whatever? Or like, why should I play it on a Wii U when I have a 360? Like, nothing's that concrete. I mean, Wonderful 101 completely vanished. Nintendo didn't even talk about Nintendo Direct. I'm pretty sure it's delayed outside the launch window now. Yeah. Which is fine. Maybe because of Bayonetta? Bayonetta is not coming in the launch window. It never was. They just announced. No, no, I know. Um, oh, because they're working on it. Oh, yeah. No, you, it's you, probably a different team. I mean, my guess is it just they wasn't don't have ready. an unlimited resource of people. Well, my guess is it just wasn't Ray. I Any mean, more jobs? We, <laughs> well, we played at uh, the two Wii U events. A wonderful one, one hundred one was fun, but I could I could see why they delayed it. Like it was really fun, but it felt like it, if it, if that's all it was, it would get kind of repetitive. So they're probably flushing it out. That's yeah. my guess. But that's in. But back to what I was saying. That's pretty much. It. I mean, Kotaku actually did this kind of silly but also interesting article in which they basically pinged the publishers of every major multi-platform game coming out between now and the end of March. So we're talking titles like Crisis 3, South Park Stick of Truth, Dead Space 3, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which has the dumbest subtitle, and uh, Tomb Raider. None of those are coming out for Wii U. In fact, neither is Bioshock Infinite, which is the most surprising because Ken Levine, the guy that makes Bioshock, Test, did, a te- did a video testimonial for Nintendo at their E3 2011 press conference saying, oh, the system's so great, and he's saying they have no plans to support it. So it's just like, where so are all the big... maybe it'll be an E3 surprise? Maybe, but, the, but it should be there. It'll be another it game we'll be get there. five months after the Yeah, that's release. what I'm saying. I mean, similarly, like, the video game... Spike had their video game awards this past week, right? Mm-hmm. They teased, I don't know, six, seven, eight games. None of them are coming to Wii U. They're coming to PS3 and 360... That's right. But none of them are coming to this Wii U. This is supposed to have fixed the problem. Yeah, it's supposed to have fixed it, and, like... It's still going. I mean, just to, like, re just to reiterate, I'm not saying the Wii U doesn't have good games coming out on the horizon. But they're it supposed does. to have every game. But they're supposed to be having all these big games. Like, Tomb Raider, it was rumored to be coming to Wii U. Not game even... Informer screwed up and supposedly leaked it. It's not. But it's just, like, even stuff like that where it's like, oh, that makes sense, Tomb Raider on Wii U, and now it's not. Like... I mean, never officially was, but you know what I mean. I know, like, I don't even... Even the games I don't really care about, I just wish... It's just be nice to have the option. Everything that's not an exclusive should be on Wii U. Yeah, here's... Basically, here's what... There's really no reason not to. Yeah, here's what boils down to in my mind, is that if Nintendo was hyping up the Wii U's ability as a console to be a port machine, as awful as that sounds, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they were really hyping up, it's a great platform for third parties. It, you know, it's super easy to port. I mean, look at the launch. They had Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, uh, Batman Arkham City, that... Big third-party games, day one. And now they're all gone. It's strange. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rayman Legends is, um, looks great. Capcom's some, that one game. Remember is, me? Nope. Yeah, nope. Nope. Really? Nope. At least not yet. But see, you'd think it'd be announced. Rayman Legends like, I mean, Rayman Legends looks great. Monster Hunter's got to fill an, a niche for a certain group, and they're going to love it. Uh, game of Water looks fun. We Fit You. The casual will eat it up, I'm sure. At least some, maybe not as much as the others, but definitely to some extent. There's another Nintendo machine. Yeah, there's stuff, but why is why is this happening already? Like another, it's like, well, I mean, of course they'll all be great games, but I guess it's another another complementary system that you get more out of it if you have like, I mean, since I have a PS3 and a Wii U now, like if it's gonna follow, if it follows the same trend, hopefully not as the Wii. Yeah. It would just be like, oh, okay, I have these games that I can only get on the Wii, yeah. and everything else I'll play on the PS3. Yeah, which and we'll, I kind of didn't want to happen. And here's the thing: I can understand if once sales numbers get out and third parties are, you know, kind of balk at those and like, uh, yeah, we'll back up for a little bit. But we don't. At the time that these decisions were made, there were no sales numbers, so I guess Nintendo's pitch just wasn't strong enough. We actually, um, I alluded at the beginning of the show that we're going to take a look at what the Wii U's launch and it, you know, what how it did means for the future of third party support. So we'll be diving into this more, but just. 
something that just stayed in the back of your mind is just the idea that the port machine doesn't have the ports. It's weird. It, it will have great content, and I'm, I, you know, it just is missing the third-party big ones, especially like Crisis. Like the developers were talking up how much they like the Wii U. So why is that not? What do you mean, Bioshock? No, Crisis too. Oh, them too. They didn't do it in a in an official Nintendo testimonial. But there's some interview and they're like, oh yeah, we think we could run our, our like Crytek was like, yeah, our engine should work or something like that. I might oh, be misremembering. Yeah, no, no, I remember yeah, and now it's like not there. And even like South Park doesn't really require that much graphic. Yeah. I mean, it looks just like the cartoon, which is super cool. Like it's literally you're playing the cartoon. But but yeah. it's not like it's not like the way you can't do that. It's strange. Um, so that's my that's soapbox number one. On third-party support for today. One of eight. No, one of two. We'll get to the other one later. But first, let's go back to some happier Nintendo news and talk about what the 3DS will be seeing uh, in the new but, year. Well, I mean, the news you said was kind of happy. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah, I just yeah. took us down this dark path of, we'll never get third-party games. The world is ending. Sell your Wii U. I didn't say that. Don't do that. <laughs> I actually love the Wii U to death. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that to the test. So, what, are you going to kill it and see if I kill myself because I love it to death? I don't know. Protecting it with your life? I don't know. Don't yeah. do it. Like, take a bullet for it? No, I just buy a new one if that happens. I don't love my specific Wii U. I love the Wii U. Ah, you got me there. It's a polygamous Wii U relationship. I have many Wii U's that I love. Can't say the same about your Nintendo ID. No, that's true. Oh, no, I do love my Wii U, man, (laughs) because that's my Nintendo ID. But anyway, let's talk 3DS for a bit. Uh, Nintendo didn't say, by the way, speaking of Nintendo IDs, what's going to happen. Miiverse is supposed to be coming to 3DS at some point. Really? Yeah, they said it back when they first announced Nintendo Network Info, way back last year. That's right. I don't know what happened. I'm sure it's showing up at some point, but it'd be nice if we got information. What we do know is we some release dates. Uh, we won't be seeing anything in they January. They don't want to get all Vitality Sensor and like, get, like, really say, oh, it is coming, here's some proof And of then concepts. Vitality Sensor just disappears. It's coming to Wii U. Someday. It's maybe. It's going to use the... Zombie U2 with your heart rate factoring into the game. Yeah, the, the, the zo- they're going to be a new breed of zombies that could detect heart rates that are really high. It's Zombie U2, and it'll, yeah, it'll detect heart rates... And it'll feature the music of U2, because it's Zombie U2. Wow. The band U2. Bono will be the main character. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so back to 3DS. Uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, which is, if you recall, Reggie accidentally spilled the beans on at E3, and then they've been talking about on-off since. Well, we now have a release date for the 3DS entry in the series. That's coming February 4th. And then a mere six days later... We'll be getting the next Brain Age game, Brain Age Concentration Training. <laughs> I left out the word. Brain Age Concentration Training on uh, February 10th. And uh, in Japan, Brain Age has been out for a little while. It was called Devil Training. And uh, the new Brain Age is going to have that extra difficulty. Nintendo's ta- uh, touting it as dynamically scaling difficulties. So the better you get at the game, the harder it will get. Unlike in the original Brain Age, where it's pretty much the same static difficulty every single day. So that's nice. That makes it more gameish right off the bat. Can't wait for this one. Sarcasm or serious? No, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm kind of serious. Downloadable, too. right? Yeah, I'll right? be download and retail. All Nintendo games are download and retail now. See, that's a game I might just download. Just because... it makes sense because you play it for five, ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, it, it. I mean, I don't even really know if I care that much for this particular game for its case, just because of convenience. Yeah, and stuff yeah. No, like I think it. I'm in the same boat. But um, I mean, the dynamically scaling difficulty sounds nice, and also the way they're like the the. If you recall Brain Age, the original, how a uh, Brain Age, how train your brain minutes a day or whatever. It's concentration training, I think. Well, that, this one's concentration training. Oh. The original Brain Age was all about just keeping your mem- keeping your brain young. That's what the Brain Age was. You want to mm. improve your brain age. For example, when I started playing, I somehow had the Brain Age of a thirty-something year old, which is pathetic because I'm twenty-three. 
I got it down to 20, whatever I was at the time, but, yeah. Well, you must have got it down to 20, because that was, that was the youngest you could possibly make it. Yeah, and no, I guess I did. I did pretty well. Because you were definitely younger than I got it for free from Nintendo, so, oh. yeah. It was back in the, way, way back in the day. Yeah, back when I was still on Nintendo Sage at the Nintendo.com forums. Hmm. It'd be cool, by the way. Anyone listening that happens to have been on the Nintendo forums, leave a comment over at Nintendo.com for this episode, episode 32, and just, just say hi. I was JSR on the forums. I was Sage, well, the first batch. I was also user moderator, so, like, I'm kind of... I don't want to say I'm kind of a big deal, because I'm not, but <laughs> I is. kind of, like, had a presence. So it'd be cool to see who, like, who else was there. Like, maybe a chance to, like, reconnect with some old buddies from the forum. Yeah, old buddies. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, that's how I played the Wii before it came I played the Wii two months before it came out, way back in 06, thanks to someone on the town forums. Oh. I was actually in the running to host the event. It was me and this other guy. Okay, backstory. Nintendo had this event. It's really quick. Nintendo had this event two months before the Wii came out. They had, um, essentially it was, like, Wii preview parties, and they did one per city, and it was, like, all top secret. Like, they took you in an unmarked van with taped up windows to the location. You had to give them your cell phone. Basically, they're going, it looked like they were going to murder you, but then they let you play the Wii U instead. And, uh, the LA one was between me... <laughs> you mean the Wii? I mean the Wii, thank you. No, the Wii U. We played it six years <laughs> in advance. No, uh, the Wii. And they took us, essentially, to a roof of a parking lot in LA, which had its own, like, weird little garage, and they had all these Wiis panned, like, spread out in there. It was really cool. And, uh, the running for who hosted this was for LA was between me and another guy who uh, he went by TSA on the town forums for anyone who recognizes that name. He's this hardcore Zelda fan, cool guy. He um, actually now works at Game Trailers, okay. like he's one of their editors or whatever. Um, yeah, he ended up getting. I was runner up. He got, but then I, you know, I just messaged him like, "Hey, congrats!" and he invited me along, me and a friend. So, which was very really nice. Point being. Um, Anyone from the town forums, he's not the only person I knew on there. Say hi. It'd be cool to catch up. And with that said, brain age. Concentration training is what we were talking about. So the original, as I was starting to say, it was all about lowering your brain age. Yeah. This one, Nintendo's tapping in on the whole like media overload addiction vibe. Like, oh, are you checking your phone during dinner when you should be socializing with people? You might have media over media addiction or overload of information. We recommend you try concentration training. Because what concentration training will do is through the activities... They'll help your working memory, and with the improvement in your working memory, you'll be able to push aside those pesty notifications on your phone because you'll be able to concentrate on the people in front of you and the family around you. Yeah, that's essentially seem- the gimmick this time. Yeah, and it's funny because it applies to so many people. Like their example, Dude, of- it applies to me to a T. Every single example they gave, I was like, "Oh my god, it's me!" <laughs> yeah. Like I'm so addicted to my phone. It's like sad. I'm definitely guilty of many of the ones they use. Like, oh, if you're working on something on the computer, and then you're like, "Oh, I wonder what this word means," so you look it up, and then you find out something. Oh, I wonder what this is. And oh, you I'm not that bad. I don't do that. Then you look it up, and then you just go and. Just I guess I should say. I know everything. Yeah, I guess I should say all the like social media I'm cell like, phone I'm, ones. I'm that kind of like. Well, you can addictive. sit on Reddit or Imager for like three hours straight. So yeah, <laughs> just keep clicking next. But um. Yeah, it, honestly, that, as, I know it's just a marketing ploy, it's the same basic, like, if you watch the gameplay, all of the concentration training games are basically the same structure and the same, and very similar games to what's in the original Brain Age and Brain Age 2, like the math one where you have to really quick add and subtract numbers, that's back. Like, it's mostly the same, but for some reason this marketing twist is really, like, intriguing me, oh. which is funny because it's, like, total marketing, but, but yeah, that's the, that's their, that's their new, the new wrinkle. Which I don't believe was the case in Japan. I think in Japan they really just focused on the difficulty. Because, I mean, what's called doubles training. Yeah, that's so, what just seems like. Here they need like, to, oh, it's just really hard, which, and that's it. 
And that's probably why it took so long to come to the West, because they had to basically rebuild the game to make it more West-friendly. Because, like, do, I mean, if they released a game called Devil's Training, do you realize how much of, like, the Bible Belt of the U.S. would be up in arms over it? A lot. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's why they reshaped it completely. Um, so that's February 10th. We actually have no 3DS games coming in January, which is par for the course. There aren't usually. At least no first party, I should say. Uh, one game there's that's, always games coming out for the 3DS. Yeah. One game that's only coming in spring, before the end of March, and now it's been slowly pushed back again. Uh, basically, in Nintendo Direct, Nintendo said everything we already know. In terms of you use a strobite to get the ghosts and whatnot, but they finally gave some plot details because those matter. <laughs> um, Professor Egad is researching the friendly ghosts of Evershade Valley, and then the Dark Moon, I have no idea what that is, shatters, and now all the friendly ghosts. Casper's gone rogue. Now they're all evil, basically, and you have to collect them. Uh, is it just me or does I... Is that plot the most stupid plot? <laughs> no, it's more thought out than just Bowser's Tick's Peak. Honestly, I'd prefer that. Like, what is this Dark Moon? It's like, I don't know. The game's gonna be great. I love. It, it can't I'm be super better than, than Mario getting kidnapped, which I thought was the idea. Oh, that's was, right. Kind of, that was kind of cool in the beginning. Yeah, that was actually better than this. It's like, oh <laughs> no, the dark moon, you know what? whatever they that just, is, they, shattered. They should have just made Mario get kidnapped again, and that'll just be the running thing for Luigi's Mansion. It should have. Mario should've. gets kidnapped every single time. But that, that, this explains why you have to go to multiple mansions this time because it's a valley, Evershade Valley, which has neighborhoods with multiple mansions. And, yeah. yeah, but I don't uh, know. Is it just me or like my overall enthusiasm of the game? Keeps getting lower and lower. I feel like they're delaying. As opposed to much. like Mario Brothers Two, when if, when I first heard of it, I was like, oh, it's just another Mario. But as but the, the thing about that, in, the hype cycle for that was four months, five months tops. This is like two years now. Maybe it's also the visuals. There's dumb stuff. Yeah, I know you're still bummed about the visuals, but I mean, the game was fun when we played it once again at Comic Con. <laughs> but but it's just like, yeah, I think when it wasn't Nintendo's going to need to start. Oh no, wait, that, that was my brother. I think I was you. yeah, I think the problem is that I think the problem is that um nintendo is just repeating the same information and they've been repeating it for a year if they say some new cool thing i think the hype will come back but they're already like oh yeah there's multiple mansions and you have a strobe light that you have to flick before you can catch them comes with a coupon for a kirby vacuum <laughs> you mean a poltergust 5000 well, I mean, it'll be a Kirby no, 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 vacuum no. Poltergust 5000 it'll be developed by Kirby or Di- it'll be Dyson it'll be the Dyson no, ball no it has to be Kirby because of oh, mar- yes, marketing okay, sure marketing. yeah it's cross marketing but yeah I don't know I just think like they need a reveal or, or Kirby vacuum by Kirby you mean a that's Poltergust a... 5000 by Kirby no 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 I'm just thinking like a product by Kirby vacuums that's like a shape like Kirby like a handheld vacuum but it's in the shape of Kirby that sounds like a horrible idea and that's why you don't build vacuums <laughs> anyway don't you think pick up your trash and this Kirby eating all your trash I I am literally I speechless buy. I wouldn't buy it yeah you and two other people maybe <laughs> here here let's do a poll listeners <laughs> go to ramdesmail.com and leave a comment if you would buy a vacuum that looks like Kirby and it's not effective as a vacuum but it looks no, like no, Kirby it's built by the, a vacuum of course it's going to be well if Kirby's mouth is the vacuum it that's, can't be that, that effective that's what I'm because you need about. the bristles and the whole long strip not so unless his mouth has like crazy teeth or a comb growing fine. out of what it what if it's just like the hose part you don't use the, oh well you that's use, fine you don't use the brush for you everything. made it sound like it was literally a oh, what about like one of those I just why are we discussing this so much I just like a handheld vacuum you know alright that's better never mind don't leave a comment or leave a comment and back his idea and make a fool me for thinking he's crazy Either make way. this happen, people. Make it happen. Uh, yeah, but what I was saying is Luigi's Mansion, if they just revealed one new gameplay twist after a year, I think hype would come back. But I'm in the same boat as you. One game that I want them actually to reveal anything about, regardless of if it's one fraction of information or just a release date, please, is Animal Crossing New Leaf. 
which is still, I believe, scheduled for spring, Q2, which is April to June, Nintendo didn't actually talk about it in the Nintendo Direct, so I'm a little worried it might be delayed. Well, I mean, there's gameplay footage of the Japanese version. Can you just find out everything you want Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I guess the release date's what I wanted. Oh. I was trying to do a segue, and you killed it. It was going well until you killed it. But I guess not. Yeah. You're a transition murderer. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I don't know what happened to that. It just kind of disappeared. But we do what uh, we do now know that Castlevania: Lord of Shadows: Mirror of Ruin, a game with one too many subtitles, <laughs> is coming out on March 5th. That was originally supposed to be out in October, and it was one of the big fall games for the 3DS from Konami, if you recall. And now it's who knows? I mean, well, now we do know it's March 5th, so six month delay, five month delay. No, uh, hopefully, hopefully that makes it a little better because at ConCon it was good but not great. Like it was pretty fun, but it could have been, you know, it well, felt like it was missing something. Well, I don't know. It still felt like Castlevania. No, it felt <laughs> something felt a little. I can't put my finger out, but something was a little off. Well, uh, I don't know. I did like maybe, the swooping camera angles, but something about it just felt a little um, off. So I'm hoping that's why they delayed it is to fix whatever was off. <laughs> hopefully they know what was off because I can't tell, and it's their job to do it, not mine. <laughs> but um. On, uh, we also learned a little bit about some eShop stuff coming up in Nintendo Direct. It's actually the last, yeah, Harmonite is confirmed for North America. Uh, we were pretty hyped about it back in episode 24. I mean, it made our, like, episode name, The Running Men. It was that and the BitTrip games. Runner 2, by the, Runner 2, by the way, BitTrip Runner 2 comes out on Wii U. Unless it got delayed, it comes out January. So we have that. But, um... But still, it doesn't make up for the lack of Tomb Raider Crisis and all those others. Uh, yeah, and I would actually get some of those. I would, yeah, I would I get Tomb I'm interested but... in Tomb Yeah, but I can't. I just have a Wii U. I'd be interested in Tomb Raider, to be honest. I've heard good things. But uh, based <laughs> you, on impressions. You should have played it at Comic-Con when it was there. It was. Yeah. I should have. Oh, wow. Regrets. Regrets six months later. Uh, five months later, six months later. But yeah, we do know for sure that the eShop, in addition to Harmonite, which does not have a release date, uh, that, by the way, for anyone who may not be familiar, it's a rhythm-based platformer from the developers of Pokemon, Game Freak. And it got pretty good reviews in Japan. Um, We're also getting by far the craziest-looking eShop game yet. It's called Tokyo Crash Mob. Oh, you mean Zumba, but with people. Or Magnetica, with people. Magnetica is the Nintendo version of Zumba, yeah. Oh, man, Magnetica with people. Same, same, Same game. Yeah. Yeah, it's full motion video of Japanese guys and girls dressed up in bright shirts, and you have to match three of them. I really and then wish they scream and ju- run across the screen, and all sorts of other stuff. It's like super quirky Japanese. I, I would have like, I mean, I probably still wouldn't have bought this game, but it would have been really neat if you could take a picture or something, and then it gets like superimposed on the people. That'd be cool. So it could at least be like maybe um, it's in there. They haven't really like like about photo dojo. I mean, it's not. Yeah, that that'd be really cool. Question. I mean, they just said yeah, photo dojo, photo dojo. Did it excellently, so if they can repeat that, I don't know. Is if it they the same will. people? No, well, Nintendo's publishing, so they could always force it, shove it down their throats, whether they <laughs> want to do it or not. But um, that's pretty much it for 3DS as well. It looks kind of, it's kind of an empty first quarter for 3DS. Oh, gives me time to catch up. Yeah, it's. I, I wouldn't say it's quite as like catastrophic as the Wii U in the sense that like, you know, we're not missing these major games that are on the Vita, for example, because I don't know if there are any major games on the Vita, but. <laughs> but uh it you know we don't have like last year where it was resident evil and metal gear solid in the same month that was kind of cool yeah it was well resident evil i'm, I'm i've yet to play metal gear right well we played the demo but at from the e-shop not at comic-con <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that wraps up in town direct it was a lot of news a lot of little news and now i've mentioned a couple times we're gonna do this before i get to our game impressions jason's uh, thesis 
It's Jason's Sales Corner International Mega Super Ultra Edition. The Wii U is now out worldwide as of last weekend. So we now have numbers worldwide, including the full month sales in America. Did you notice America. Like, the day of its release in Japan, if you go to the Miiverse, almost everything was, was in Japanese. Japanese. Yep. And, and then I'm, it kind of eased up. Yeah, after. I, I kind of, like, I was taken aback because I'm like, wait, I'm scrolling, scrolling, it's in Japanese away. I thought I had it set to America. And... No, you probably had International. I know. Yeah. I, yeah, so, well, then, so yeah. then I went back, and then on the Miiverse, like, definitely more Japanese. And then oh, I'm yeah. also, like, more Spanish and more... You're getting more variety it's, of It's language, definitely... So. You could tell Miiverse is now worldwide. Yeah, so it's like, kind of cool. It's cool. You're, you're yeah. seeing all these... It's really cool on Nintendo Land Plaza, because you're walking around, and yeah, suddenly you see, flags like... And, yeah, and it, so. it really makes it feel like Disneyland, almost. Yeah, it's like... Except yeah, not I can only understand the there. ones that are drawn. Everything yeah. is just, like... Yeah, but, um... Before we get to the Japanese and European launches, last episode, episode 31, we talked about the Black Friday week of the Wii U, where it sold 400,000 in a week, basically. Uh, now we have the month data, thanks to NPD. Now here's the thing, the month data for NPD, which they call November, the month, obviously, actually runs the data from October 28th to November 24th. So that's only a day or so two more, but it's a day or two more than the Black Friday numbers. So it's not a hu- you're not going to see a huge jump. The Wii U... Um, only sold 25,000 more than what it sold in the Black Friday numbers we gave last time, so it's at 425,000. But we do have a lot more in-depth information about how games did, and you know, and that, I think, factored into what it means for the future of the system. So let's break down those MPD numbers, I guess. Uh, first, we should probably say that uh, overall, the industry still... This is the 12th month in a row, I believe, that the industry's stumbling. Um, you know, we had new hardware. So we had the Wii. Game industry in general, right? Yeah. We had the new hardware. We had the Wii U. There are a lot of big games. Outside the Wii U, outside Nintendo, Halo 4, uh, Call of Duty. You know, there are a pretty big number of games. Uh, so things should be looking up, right? Ideally? They're not. <laughs> Basically, the industry fell overall by 11% in sales from last November. The top five tiles of the month, which include, you know, Assassin's Creed 3, Call of Duty, Halo, those actually saw a 5% increase. Like, if you take the top five raw numbers and compare them to last year, so those were up. I mean, but everything else went down. But including all SKUs, right? Yeah, all SKUs, all systems, everything. If you look at the, just the chart and you look at the top five selling games, they sold more as a chunk of five games than last year's five games. But overall, things dropped, with uh, software alone also falling 11%, and hardware dropped 13%, even with the launch of a new system. Wow. So, yeah. If we look specifically at Nintendo, uh, on the hardware side, Nintendo was able to move 1, 1.75 million systems. Now, uh, keep in mind that for Black Friday, we shared that they sold 1.25 million. So that means in those extra couple days between Black Friday and the end of this chart, or Black Friday week, they managed to move half a million, which is actually pretty good. Um, like I said a minute ago, the Wii U came in at 425,000, which is only 50,000 behind what the Wii debuted in its... November period, which also wasn't quite the actual month of November. So, so it it's really close. 50,000 So when did the Wii start picking up momentum then? It had momentum. It had shortages. Oh. So that's almost the like double-edged sword here. It's just like Nintendo keeps saying, oh, well, the Wii U's only 50,000 behind. That's not bad at all. And it really isn't. Hardware-wise, that's pretty good. But you could argue, well, that's because the Wii had shortages. The Wii U's had shortages, but it's definitely more available than the Wii was. Oh. So... But um, MPD's analysts, who like you know, when they put out these numbers, they have their analysts. This time, Liam Callahan talking about some of the numbers and what it means, and he pointed out that the Wii's launch actually generated more revenue than the Wii in 2006. It brought in 21 percent more 
like raw money than uh, the Wii, thanks to its 35% higher price. So, sure, it sold 50000 left less, but I'm sure Nintendo's not complaining because they're making more money off each system. So, they're making back a closer margin to what they had with the Wii, oh. which must make them relatively happy. Um, also, and this is where stuff gets more interesting because those are just raw numbers. Uh, Gamasutra, I think that's how you say their name. They're the oh, game <laughs> Gamasutra. Yeah, they're the uh, game industry site, really. They actually they had an article where they did a launch comparison of all the major uh, home consoles over the past few generations, or generation, I should say. And when you look at... Now, each generation, you know, they come out a different week. The MPD period's a different number of days. So you can't really do, like, a total November comparison. So they actually broke it down into daily sales by just taking the average of the, you know, number of days, number of weeks. And they actually found some interesting stuff. Uh, the Wii U was pretty solid, but it wasn't really spectacular. It ended up selling 61000 per day. The Wii sold 68000 in 2006 per day. Uh, to give you an idea of where that stands compared to the competitors or earlier systems, GameCube was at 46000 in 2001. Uh, Xbox 360 in 2005 managed to see 65000 yeah, and to, on the flip side of that, the PS3 in 2006 only saw 22,000. So Wii U's kind of right in the middle there. Like, it's not as good as the 360 launch. It's, it's not as bad as the PS3 there, launch. Yeah, it's like right in there. It's It doesn't sound... When, when people are like, oh, it sold less than the Wii, yeah. But it didn't do bad by any means. It's better than the GameCube. It's pretty... <laughs> it's only 7,000 behind... week Daily sales behind uh, the Wii. Like, it didn't do horrible by any means. Um... MPD also shared, and this is potentially interesting just because it's kind of backwards of trends, but MPD data also indicated that the uh, Deluxe Edition actually outsold the Basic Edition 3-to-1. So normally, the cheaper system is the one that has the more momentum because it's cheaper, Like the P- obviously. Like the PS3 and the 360, both like the... What, what was the... The 360, what they nicknamed the Tard Pack, the Core Pack, or whatever it was called, you know, the cheap one. That sold the best, I believe, or... And the PS3, the the low and the middle well, yeah, models. But, but then, like, I guess you didn't really know what. Well, here, really well, here's out. yeah, here's the difference. The Wii U, the basic one's such a weaker it's deal. It's definitely clear that you're yeah. getting a better deal, especially because it's only fifty dollars. Exactly. So as and the game, I think that even for parents, you could see like, oh, fifty dollars, yeah. it comes with the game. Why even get it separately? Yeah. So as a result, the uh, the unlike in the past, the higher price model actually sold better, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think part of that's also because all us hardcore Nintendo fans are like, oh yeah, I'm, I, you know, I must have the best version. So all the like game, like true Nintendo fans are the ones buying it right now, and they're the ones getting the more expensive one. And like you said, the parents. But I have a feeling it's gonna flip at some point, and Basic will start picking up in sales because people are gonna be like, oh, it's cheaper, and not really look at the box. Because I, I don't know if November is when the uneducated parents were buying the system. <laughs> I think it was when all the hardcore fans were. I think December. Or even all, after November, all the early Christmas shopping people they do their research. Yeah, they click their and everyone that's and... buying it the week before to be like, oh, pff, I, it's fifty dollars cheaper. Oh, and it's in white. Okay, sure. Like they're they're probably basic. So I wouldn't be surprised that number flips. I don't know if we'll ever get that number. MPD doesn't usually release this detailed of information, but it is interesting that Nintendo bucked the trend is actually basically making more money off it because they have you know the more expensive one selling better. Uh, stepping away from the Wii U for a minute. The 3DS managed to sell 540,000 units in it, in this so-called November. That brings its uh, U.S. sales total to 6.5 million, which is pretty good, but um, it's actually down by about a third of... Sa- its sales are down by about a third compared to November last year. 32% drop. I personally think it might be because there's no big flagship game. 
Last year we had... Paper Mario. Well, yeah, but is that ever a system seller? I think the GameCube one sold a little over a million, maybe? Yeah. It's not exactly a system. Yeah. And, I mean, last year there was Super Mario 3D Land, Mario Platformer, and there was uh, Mario Kart 7 two weeks later. Back to back. Yeah, they were three weeks apart. This year we had Paper Mario and then Mario Kart Bundle, which wasn't even released until after these numbers, you know, were closed in on. But, so, sales are down. Um, I also think part of it is they kept saying, like, the 3DS was getting a relaunch when the XL came out, and that's why Mario launched with it. I wonder if holding off on Mario till closer to the holidays would have given it a boost. Because who go, who, what parent necessarily goes out in August to buy someone <laughs> a game? I mean, you could argue, yeah, so the game will see a boost in December and have the sales from August, but they're not really marketing it anymore. It's just kind of there. So, I mean, it's, it's probably... Well, well, then maybe it, instead of holding on, they should have just marketed more. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, yeah. no point in... Yeah, no, you're right. They should they should just do a new marketing campaign, I guess. It is one of their so-called evergreen tiles where they expect it to keep selling, much like Mario Kart. But, I don't know. They haven't really marketed it lately. So, that could be why. Uh, the DS, going a little more down the line here, sold 370,000 units, which, brought, which brings its life-to-date sales here in the States to 53 million units. That's a lot of 3DS, or DSs. And um, unlike Black Friday week, where the 3DS was outsold by the DS, this time the DS was in its rightful place as slightly under the 3DS in sales. Although, quite okay. frankly, I feel like Nintendo should just drop the DS completely because a good chunk of those sales probably would have gone to the 3DS if that was the option. If a kid says, I want a Nintendo handheld, and you see the $130 3DS or the $100 DSi, and you don't really know the difference, you're probably going to go with the $100 DSi. I mean, Nintendo even had to put out a YouTube video the other week where they explained the differences between the DSi, the 3DS, and the 3DS XL. It was, a five, it was like a four minute long video. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not watch that. Yeah, it was uh, Kit, one of their PR people. He, uh, I forgot his last name, but he basically is just him in front of a camera with the systems in front of him, like, this one does this, this one does not. This one, on the other hand, does both of those things. Like, it's like, it is... You know you have a problem if you have to do a video like that. You don't see Apple coming out and going, this is the iPad, this is the iPad Mini. Notice, the iPad has a better screen, but the iPad Mini is smaller. But Nintendo had to do that. Well, I mean, maybe to show... uh, A lot of their products do look very similar. But they don't release them all at the same time. I mean, No, but they have them all on the shelves at the same time, right? I know, but what they do do, right, that they drop all their last year's products, like, I mean, Apple, all the are we Mac- talking about? Yeah, because all the Mac- Apple's selling three different iPads, right? No, no, no. Four well, different well, iPads. I mean, I'm, like, I mean, like for the MacBook, like they don't sell all the previous. Yeah, but MacBook doesn't count because no, no, MacBook no. is, like, it's not quite comparable because yeah, yeah. MacBook. And it's easier to people to say, oh, why is the price different? Oh, MacBooks how don't... big the size is. Oh. Yeah, like MacBook. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Actually, that's, that's a good example. Because if you're going with the MacBook example, if it's like, yeah, the price goes up as the size goes up, but it's the or same you, product. Or even with the iPhone. Yeah, or even with or the iPhone. So it's like when you have a DSi and a 3DS, it's like, oh, the price goes up when you add a 3D feature? I can stick with 2D. It's cheaper. Like, no one realizes they're separate. So that might be hurting time. So if they drop it, the 3DS might not have seen a third of its sales fall off. It might still, you know, people might not want to spend the extra 30 but it might not have seen a full third disappear. Um, the Wii, going even further down the line here, uh, managed to move 420,000 units in November. And that brings its life-to-date sales here in the States alone to 40 million. Over 40 million. Not bad. By now, its worldwide sales must be closing in, if not over 100 million. Wow. Which is kind of a lot, yeah. And here's a random hardware tidbit that Nintendo put out there. In, since 2004, Nintendo has had 36... T- in, there have been 36 months in which they sold over a million 
hard pieces of hardware in that month. Now, if you like break uh, break that down, that's like forty percent of the past eight years has seen Nintendo selling over a million a month. So that's not too bad. I mean, everyone's like doom and gloom about Nintendo, but yeah, <laughs> over a third of the past eight years they've been selling a million plus. I mean, honestly, if you look at Apple, that's like pocket. You know, that's like nothing. But for a video game company, that's pretty good. Well, I mean, the video games not things you use every day for everything. Yeah, definitely. And uh, switching to software now. So they're um, what are they called? Uh, yeah. Uh, keep going. I'll remember. The okay, word. sure. <laughs> so switching to software, and then this will get this. The software is actually what we'll dive into my the start of my little thesis about the Wii U. But <laughs> I sound like I'm like, giving a scientific research paper or something. My thesis. Is, I'm defending my thesis here, but um. So in the top 10 for November, there were no Nintendo published games in there. Luxury products. There we go. Because you don't need them. It's too too late. Yeah, it's way too late. Anyway. (laughs) I was just saying that because video games are luxury products. Oh, yeah. 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 But sort of like iPads. Yeah. It's just iPads are more the it thing. Yeah, but the thing is also like a lot of schools are now buying iPads and a lot of other things. Yeah, so like that. You you don't hear schools buying a bunch of Wii U. That's true. Yeah, iPad is definitely more of a universal computer than like a I mean, the school I work at just like... Half the like first to third grade classrooms are getting iPads for every single really? student. Wow, that's so cool. It's like that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Although they get crazy education discounts, it's like forty percent, fifty percent off yeah. when they buy them in bulk. Oh yeah, yeah. But so, still, I see your. I, I get your point completely. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Back to November software. So no, like I said, no Nintendo published games in the top ten, which isn't too surprising because really Paper Mario is not going to burn up the charts that much, and. Uh, Wii U, if it only sold 425000 no game is going to sell more than that. And there are no Wii games. So it makes sense. So the, uh, the top list is actually dominated by a lot of games that are on Wii U in multi-platform form. Multi-platform form. You got... Uh, <laughs> but the Wii U is not the reason they're there. <laughs> no, not at all. You got Call of Duty Black Ops 2 at number one with 7.5 million copies sold. Wow. That's a lot. And then you got Halo 4 at number two. You have Assassin's Creed at number three. You have Just Dance 4 at number four. There's something weird about Assassin's Creed 3 at number three <laughs> and Just Dance 4 at number four, but who knows. Uh, looking more like homing in on Nintendo numbers, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U was the best-selling Wii U game, unsurprisingly. 240,000 units were sold, which means that about 60% of people that bought the console bought the game. Or the term for that is a tax rate. There's a tax rate of 60% of the purchases. Um, Sounds about For right. comparison, though... Twilight Princess, this isn't surprising. Twilight Princess did much better with when the Wii launched. 75% of people who picked up a Wii picked up Twilight Princess. <laughs> this, I mean, Twilight Well, I mean, can't, obviously... Zelda is obviously a bigger deal, and you could argue that if Mario... If they didn't have well, Mario well, 2 I mean, in August... Well, Mario can be as big of a deal as they, Zelda. But, I mean, if it was like a 3D platformer, like if it was like a Mario Galaxy... Mario Galaxy maybe? sells worse than New Super Mario Brothers, significantly. Oh. But I think the thing is, I guess yeah. I think the thing is they just people re- are weird, all right. They just, no, I think it really boils down to if Nintendo didn't release New Super Mario Brothers two four month three months ago in August four months ago, then you know there'd be more of a demand for whoa a new two D Mario game. I haven't had we haven't had one in like two years since the Wii one, but now it's like oh another two D Mario game. Okay, cool. So that's probably why it's. I mean, it's still really good. Sixty percent over half the people that bought the system bought the game. I feel like it might be a little higher. So we're getting it. still a lot of people on the Miiverse going like, should I get this game? Is it worth my money? Well, more people are getting the system. So as they get it, they ask the question. But for a Mario game? Well, I mean, oh, they're asking about Mario? Yeah, I'm talking about general. No, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. For oh, Mario. I guess because a lot of people don't know that really is an awesome game. It's like the Mario world of the new series. Oh. But that's just my personal take. Um, 
looking at well, either way, that does leading to be that a lot of people aren't really reading other people's comments because that no, question gets not. asked a lot. It, it goes by so fast. You post something, it's gone in like two minutes, like gone, like buried forever. Yeah, yeah. True. But um, going back to that Gamma Sutra article with their surprisingly awesome analysis of all the launches, they looked at the software as well as hardware. And um, first of all, Nintendo didn't release any numbers besides Mario. But thanks to the MPD and this article and a couple other things, some leaks that are kind of unofficial, we have a better sense of how things are doing. So uh, if you look at Gamma Sutra, they point out that uh, the Wii U's overall software attach rate, which is once again how many game, in this case, how many games people bought when they bought their system, sits at about 1.2 games per system. Obviously, that's an average. You can't buy 0.2 of a game, <laughs> but buy a fifth of a disc. But um, no, it's 1.2, which is actually kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, it's layaway, so you get you pay a fifth of it now. But um, it's actually kind of low. The Wii had two games per system, and the Xbox 360 actually managed to have 3.9 games per system, which Whoa. is insane. Xbox 360 early adopter, well, but they, they love their games. Does it count games. the bundled ones? Well, that this doesn't, but oh, but it when it does, it gets a little better. PS3 actually, which as we already know, it hardware wise didn't do so hot at launch had a lower attach rate of 1.1, but not much lower. 1.1, 1.2, not a huge difference. Now, you mentioned the bundle. Um, well, first, before we get to that, now, I'm just spouting off numbers with no meaning, so I should probably explain why what attach, like why attach rate matters in this sense, in this case, because that kind of dictates how third parties might you know, support the system going forward. So, if the Wii sold... You know, if the Wii had an attach rate of 1.2 and it sold 425,000, let's say... That means there's half a million Wii U games sold, right? Roughly. Because uh-huh. that means, you know, one per system and then a little more. So we'll say half a million Wii U games were sold in all of November. So that means roughly half of the half of the games sold when the Wii came out, which was two games per system, were sold for the Wii U. So the Wii saw at least a million system a million games sold in its first week on the market, basically. The Wii U saw half of that in its first week on the market. And then if you take out Mario's 240,000 uh, units, yeah, which is, yeah, if you take that out, you're left with 270,000 copies of 28 different games. <laughs> so between 28 games, only 270,000 copies were sold. That's ridiculous. Like, that's, to give you an idea of, like, how low that is, uh, Kotaku uh, leaked, let's say, uh, Black, Op 2, Black Ops 2's sales numbers on the Wii U, and it sits at 23,000 units. That means that 5% of people that bought the Wii U bought the game. Which, you know, that's not crazy, because like, oh, they have it on PS3 or 360. So, so, but so if so you're Activision... So if I run out and get one right now, it won't help. What? So if I run out and get one right now, it won't It will make it 5.01 or something percent. <laughs> but no, it's just like, you know, if Activision put so much... Like, they really hyped up the Wii U one when they did the Nintendo Press Conference. They said, it's, you know, it's, on par- it's comparable to the other ones, da 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 and only 5% of Wii U owners picked it up. Only 23,000 people. Um, now, if you do count those bundled Nintendo Land copies that you mentioned, then, you know, that came with the deluxe edition only, then it gets a little better in that now the attach rate's up to about 2, which is the same as the Wii, which means there's about a million units of software of any game out there right now, which is about comparable, but still, like, 23,000 units of Black Ops isn't that great, especially when you look into the, uh, where you look at the list of the top-selling Wii U games, which, once again, this is not released by MPD, but it got leaked through NeoGAF, and uh, people there have the documents. MPD basically puts out a giant spreadsheet of every game sale going down to the games that sell one copy. 
It's crazy. No. I've seen these documentaries. I want to like, see those games. I thought I've seen copy. these in the past. It's F- actually Funky Barn. No, no, no. I mean, like they have like they track like games from like four years ago. Like it'll be oh. like it'll be like uh, Barbie Horse Adventure for Xbox 360 from 2009 sold one copy. Like it's insane how detailed these get. But so someone had that list and they published or they put out there what the top 15 Wii U games are. I'm not gonna go through all of them, obviously, but Black Ops was the fourth best selling game, and it sold. 23,000. Mario was number one. Zombie U was number two. And somewhat surprisingly, Scribblenauts Unlimited actually came in in number three. But if Zomb- if Black Ops was number four and sold 23,000, that means there's like the majority of the games, way majority, sold way less. A number of them I think you could probably say are bombs as a result of that. I mean, Ninja Gaiden and Sing Party, if I had to guess, based on the list I saw, those were way down. Ninja Gaiden was like the bomb of the list, practically. So it had to have sold under 10,000, which is abysmal for a launch game. So, yeah. point Team being, things are shaky on the software side, at least here in the States. And between what we were saying earlier about third parties that seem to not, you know, already not supporting it, and now the sales backing their decision, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how things go. Now, real quick, uh, just since we're talking software, 3DS here in the States, Paper Mario sales uh, weren't released by Nintendo, which is a hugely good sign. But they did say that Mario Kart uh, 7 is now the second 3DS game in the U.S. to sell $2 million. The first game was Super Mario 3D Land. So so that goes to show they really didn't have a big holiday game this year. The two holiday games from last year are hitting milestones this year. Like, I know they're both supposed to be evergreen titles, but you would think they'd have a game that can you know join their ranks, but instead, not really. So, that's America. Sounds like we're losing. That's America. Here's International. Uh, you know, if you look at International, it does kind of give you a better, like, it paints a better picture of how the system's doing on more general level, but it's still, like, it, you know, it gives you an idea of what it means going forward, but it's still kind of, obviously it's a little early to say if this is all for sure, but it, it's certainly for third parties that are on the fence, like, let's say, if Crystal Dynamics, like, we may port Tomb Raider, I don't think these numbers at any country are going to help them. Is there a make month that, that you would say is like the December does well too, though? No, I mean, but like what month, like next year, would you say is like will give like the really good picture? Like, okay, it is hitting down. That I don't fast. know because right now it's more like if it keeps up, if blah blah blah. Like, yeah, what? well, it's hard to. S- I mean, it's going to drop off. At- December's going to do pretty well. Sales actually might even be bigger in December than November because you have a whole month to work with versus a week. So what am I saying? They will be bigger in December, but. In terms of, like, daily numbers, you know, those daily, like, how many it sells per day could... I don't know. It's really hard to say. Um, I'd say by, like, March we'd have a better idea because you have three months of no holidays. It's just people buying it on their own accord. Hopefully we get some announcements by then. Yeah, but it, it doesn't... I mean, I'm not trying to paint... Like, this sounds so doom and gloom, but it's just, like... It kind of is, but at the same time, it's, like, it's walking a fine line right now between success and... Not yeah, success. Who, who needs Bioshock Infinite? Ah, uh, we do. <laughs> but no, so um, the next if, the next round of I mean, those games have been like worked on since. I mean, obviously, maybe while the Wii U was in development, who knows how? Yeah, long. I mean, clearly so, Ken Levine had access to the Wii U in advance because he gave a testimonial about it. He's the Bioshock dude. He's oh, yeah, still yeah. not bringing it to the Wii. U, the guy so. that looks like the the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Damn, oh, I never yeah. thought of that comparison. Oh, that's what I thought of this. I'm like, wait, what is... No, I, was, I didn't think, what is he doing there? But yeah. I'm like, oh, he looks just like... Um, I'll remember him for that. But yeah, yeah. But just to quickly... <laughs> Say something funny. <laughs> just to quickly give you... These are much quicker, nowhere near as in-depth as the US numbers, because simply the data isn't there, because they're newer releases. But just give me an idea of how the system did abroad. It kind of shapes how it's doing overall a little bit better. So in the UK, not Europe, just the UK... Well, it launched across Europe on November 30th, but I only have data for the UK, because that's all it's been released. So it managed to sell 40,000 units during its opening weekend in the UK. That sounds low, but for UK, it's, you know, it's not horrible. Um, 60% were deluxe, 30% were a special Europe-only Zombie U bundle, which was literally the deluxe but no Nintendo Land and Zombie U instead. And then only 10% were basic. So the trend of people buying the more expensive model, because they're the hardcore one, the hardcore Nintendo fans, is true overseas too. Um, it had a 2.0 attach rate for its games, so it was um, similar, you know, to the US in that regard, when you look at, uh, when you include Nintendo Land, and, um, sorry, it, uh, the best-selling games, none of them charted in the top ten for the weekend, or for the week in Europe, because, uh, once again, small install base, so you have Nintendo Land was number 11, uh, Mario was number 13, and Zombie U was number 17. Kind of surprising Nintendo Land did that well, considering most systems were deluxes. Yeah. But hey. Uh, well, I mean, in Europe, aren't deluxes could also come in the Shape of zombies. So. Right. Oh, true. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Not all of them. Have to yeah. Be. I mean, but the there were four, kind of forty percent of too. yeah. Forty. Like all bloody. That is, it's the zombie U logo. There's just yeah. the U from the yeah. Oh, they're... but the forty percent yeah forty percent of the systems that were purchased didn't have Nintendo Land, so it actually does make some sense. Um, to give you some perspective, the Wii U's debut in the UK is actually weaker than the PlayStation Vita, which is as you know not doing so hot anywhere in the world. And the PlayStation Vita at the time was described as disappointing, and it debuted with 46,000, and the Wii is 40,000. For a console with Vita in its name. Yeah, for a console <laughs> about life, kind of the opposite. But the uh, the two things to take away about, or the two things to know about this is, one, the UK, like I said, is really small compared to the US in terms of sales. So 40,000, yeah, it's low, but it's not like here it'd be considered a complete failure. There it's considered okay. And two... Um, Nintendo says they're having crazy stock shortages. So it might not actually be bad sales. It might just be a Wii situation where, the short, where there's literally no stock and it'll keep selling very well. So that's that's uh, UK. Japan, it launched on December 8th, which was you know just this past weekend, and it launched with 308,570 units. By the way, how awesome is it that Japan gives you to the exact number? Like, I don't know why we need to know. It's 570 and not 560, but there you go. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U was a top-selling game, attack rate of 55%, so about half people got it. Uh, Monster Hunter 3, which was a launch title over there, uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, that was number 2 with a 36% attack rate. Shows how big Monster Hunter is, if a third the of all consoles... second version of Monster Hunter 3 or the third yep. version? Uh, second. No, third, because it was on 3DS as well, third. You're right, I'm, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is the HD There's version. There's three versions of Monster Hunter But that just 3. shows how big it is. It's the third yeah. iteration of the same game, and a third of the people that bought the system bought the game. And it's Not Capcom, bad. huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Famitsu, looking a, looking a little bit more of like perspective of how this, what this means for Japan, because if I just say 308,570, you're like, okay, that's nice. But Famitsu, the uh, Japanese gaming publication, claims it's the seventh biggest launch in Japanese history. So not huge, but not horrible, because it's actually yeah. not that far from the Wii. The PS2 had the biggest launch back in 2000 in Japan with uh, 630,552. For a handheld-centric place? Yeah, this is a handheld... Yeah, that's a good point. It's a handheld-centric country, so... And the PS2 so, did well. And the PS2 did well. Uh, the, the GBA came, had the second biggest launch. The DS had the third. The Wii had the fourth with 371,936. Oh, 
and then the 3DS pretty much matched the Wii with 371,326. Now, like you said, it's a very handheld-centric country, so the fact that the uh, Wii U has 308,000 doesn't necessarily mean doom and gloom over there. However, much like in Europe, the PlayStation Vita is out, out, debut, out debuted the uh, Wii U debut by about 13,000 years. The PSV is 13,000 more during its opening weekend. So, that just gives you some sense of how it's doing the world where it's, it's not blowing up sales charts like the Wii did. Right, I, was like, I was looking at your notes there and I didn't see about and I thought, Wii well, U only sold 13,000, but... No, no, no. <laughs> no, by about 13,000. Oh, okay. Yeah, the PSV outsold the Wii U in its debut weekend by about 13,000. But I'd say... After that huge number overload, I think the takeaway message is this. Is that the Wii U's launch worldwide is good, but not great. I mean, here in the U.S., the hardware did fine. In Japan, in Europe, in Japan the hardware did okay. In Europe, or in the U.K., I should specify, not as much. But that might be due to shortages. Um, system sales are definitely lower than the Wii's were worldwide, no doubt. But... Um, they're not as far off as everyone's saying. Like, if you go on the internet and go, like, NeoGAF or something, everyone's like, oh, the Wii U's, like, bombing left and right. You know, the system's not going to succeed. Typical da, 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 da. internet fair. Yeah, t- typical internet overreaction. But if you look at these actual numbers, it's not that far off from the Wii. The question is, will it keep the momentum? Or will, like, I mean, the Wii was astronomical. It won't yeah. do that. But will it keep a steady momentum or will it drop down from here? It's interesting how, like, I mean, well, Actually, it might be a given, but, like, the people on the Miiverse, like, that describe, like, what they think about the Wii, like, seem mm-hmm. to really, really love it. Yeah. And everywhere else yeah. in the world, they seem to say that the Wii U Well, everyone seems that. to have this vendetta against Nintendo, like, the general gaming but media. Nintendo. I know. They're all like, oh, I love Nintendo, but I'm going to bash them. I mean, honestly, that's sounds kind of... They, Nintendo makes a lot of mistakes. They don't do things right. So they took a lot of a, people, Yeah, they took 10 years to do what Xbox Live figured out in 2002. Like, they definitely don't have their pulse on everything every gamer wants. But what they do, they do really well. So it's kind of, it always strikes me as weird with the media. Like, oh, Nintendo's got to fail because they didn't do this or they didn't do that. It's like, no, they'll get their act together it, and they'll sell well enough. I mean, the Wii didn't have any online we're talking about. It did fine. Yeah. Like 100 million worldwide. Have so one of the best games ever. Yeah. But, I mean, I think overall it's really early to say how the Wii U's going to do. I mean,. We're not even a month into it. <laughs> yeah, it's just this just gives a good idea of that third party. Wait, did that just sunk in? We're not even a month. No, into this is all. Days. This is yeah. It's only it's been less than a month, but these early numbers really show that this isn't going to be a runway. It's not going to be a runway success of the Wii. This is going to be more like when the DS transitioned to the 3DS, and the 3DS kind of stumbled out the gate a little, and then picked up steam, especially in Japan. Uh, I think the Wii U is going to be more like the 3DS than it is the Wii. Here, DS to 3DS is how Wii is to Wii U. There we go. That summarizes what I'm saying. The Wii U's not going to be another Wii. There's no way. These numbers do not let that happen. Unless something happens in like four months and suddenly Nintendo's like, look, we have this crazy thing we didn't bother putting out at launch. And then suddenly it's selling gangbusters. That's not going to happen. So the upside of all this, because there is an upside. It sounds very doom and gloom, but as we've said on the podcast many times, Desperate Nintendo is the best Nintendo. When the 3DS started bombing, the Ambassador game happened and the price went down. Like, we, this could work out very well for early adopters. As awful as that is to say, as Nintendo's misfortunes grow, <laughs> we might benefit. But really, that's the case. And I mean, it's not really all doom and gloom for Everyone Nintendo. Everyone gets a car. Yeah, and it's really not all doom and gloom for Nintendo because, uh, like, the 3DS is doing insanely well in Japan. For example, did you know that this past week, 3DS lifetime sales are now, or, like, outpaced those of the PS3? It took the 3DS two years to do what it took the PS3 six years to do. In Japan. In Japan. 3DS is at 8.8 million systems in Japan. 
and PS3 is at 8.7. So two years versus six years. That kind of backs what you're saying about the handheld-centric nature of Japan, by the way. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just sounds kind of cool. Just like, oh, the studios. I mean, just that statement. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it really isn't. You don't overanalyze it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really isn't doom and gloom entirely. It's just, it'll be interesting to see where things go. Because it's, it's, we're not at GameCube level and we're not at Wii level. We're somewhere in the middle. Dreamcast? No, Dreamcast is a whole <laughs> other story. We're somewhere between Wii and GameCube in term, GameCube and Wii in terms of success. So it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. It could go anyway. But the the big thing Nintendo needs to do is they got to get those third parties to start bringing their games over day one. And they got to get those games to sell. Yeah. Whether that means cross-marketing like Xbox does or Microsoft like co-pays for all the ads and puts their logo on the end. or I don't know what that means, but they got to do something. Because, I mean... When your fourth best-selling game of a launch is selling 23,000, you got to act on that. You can't just let that sit like that way. I'm sure Nintendo knows. I mean, they're... Oh, yeah, they know, but I'm just saying they need to do something. With that said, I do love the Wii U to death, so, as I said earlier. So I hope it succeeds, and I really think it'll, it'll do better than GameCube. I just don't know by how much. Um, and I guess with that, I mean, there's one other thing that may be of interest, and that's uh, Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney. That's a game you like, right? Aren't, oh. aren't you excited about Layton versus Ace Attorney? I am, and actually, um, I was reading a lot of uh, the Iwata ask about Layton versus Ace Attorney. Yeah, I know this interesting. Just like finding out that when Layton was created, he was kind of influenced on Ace Attorney, and then later games on the Ace Attorney game were kind of really on Layton. So, so it's like, just natural that they'd combine. And, and, and that they've both been wanting to like collaborate yeah. since like the very beginning. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, that is cool. I mean, they are. I mean similar they are kind of similar i mean they both revolve around a, a, a mystery i mean yeah phoenix were usually many mysteries and played in just one so far. yeah i've only played one game and right 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 read about the other ones but i mean and their core game is pretty different i mean that's like the obvious part but mm-hmm. i don't know i thought that was really interesting and i'm really hoping it just gets to the u.s i'm pretty sure it will i think it yeah. will for nothing else than uh level five and capcom may have to recoup their losses from japan so they might just bring let me explain uh well, actually, yeah. Basically, what happened is the game came out in Japan to pretty good reviews. 35 out of 40 from Famitsu, which is, like, the main publication. Um, yeah, it didn't really do well in terms of sales. The game had a... It sold about 128,000. In Japan, what's more popular, Layton or... They're about equal, I'd say. Huh. No, I don't know. Um, actually, no. Layton's more popular. Sorry. Layton's more popular. So, it's like but Phoenix is dragging both sides I down. get it. Well, here's the here thing. in the U.S., Layton is definitely... Yeah, here, here's the thing. They shipped out... However many they shipped out, and about forty-two percent, forty-two percent of what they shipped out actually sold. So there's sixty-eight percent just wait, no, I did that math wrong. Fifty-eight percent just kind of sitting on shelves right now, which isn't horrible, but you know, for for a series that sees like its best sales, Ace Attorney, you know, they get two hundred fifty thousand opening week. Layton gets uh, three hundred forty-seven thousand. It's kind of weird that this one only sold one hundred twenty-eight thousand. So I'm guessing. And this, you're saying you want to come to the States. I'm guessing it will because Capcom and Level 5 invested in this game. Like, they put money into this. Everything's 3D now, you know. So, I don't think they're just... I don't, yeah, they're good production value. I don't think they're just going to be like, oh, well, it'll have a slow burn and sell okay. I think they're going to try and get it out in the U.S. to hopefully recoup some losses here for the game. kind of sucks it didn't do well because it looks cool. Yeah, I mean... It didn't do horrible. It I might mean, still sell. It's just not like a blockbuster. I mean, I know people that are like really hyped for this game too, but that's those people are also like very niche. So it's not like yeah. it doesn't seem like a game that everyone's gonna buy. If no, anything, but I mean, Layton's big enough and Ace Attorney's big enough. Hopefully, 
for the maiden part because I mean people I feel like they also just have that other lady yeah. being coming out. Well, here I'll give you I'll give you that a, just came out. I'll give you an idea of how its performance was. Ace Attorney Investigations Two, the spinoff of Ace Attorney, was like the weakest performing game in Japan of the series, and it managed to outsell uh, Leighton versus Ace Attorney. So I don't know what happened there. You would think. No, these are out. these are all opening sales, not like lifetime. Oh. Yeah. These are all opening sales. So it sold X amount in it. Uh Leighton versus Ace Attorney. Super this is or that no, is? No, the the well, this new game. Yeah, but at the same time it's starring two very popular characters. That's Phoenix true, yeah. Wright has a musical in and a movie in Japan. Yeah. Like these are big yeah, characters. Yeah. It's weird. So so for you, it's good because it'll mean the game's definitely coming stateside because they want to, you know, get their money back. But I don't know what that means about a sequel. And with that... Well, a sequel <laughs> to that, I wouldn't really care if they did or didn't. If they did, it'd be cool. If they didn't, I mean... Yeah. Whatever. I'm more worried about the Ace, the actual Ace Attorney 5. Right. The, yeah. Right. But with that, that actually wraps up our very long What's Up With Nintendo for this episode. Um... That was, your, There's a lot of that, what, that was your second soapbox, right? That was my second and final soapbox. There's a lot of uh, what's to come and a lot of what just happened. And now, of course, we're on to what we're playing. So, uh, do you want to take... I guess I'll go first since I have the new game. You're just elaborating primarily, right? Mm. On song. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll no, do yeah. Aeroporter first, sure. Actually, yeah, we should do it in order of the episode. So it's planes, soccer, and automobiles. So first would be Planes, which is Aeroporter. It's you, Saito's... I did not play this game. I played it. On an airplane, coincidentally. It's, and only on the and airplane. And it's about... <laughs> and now I played it off an airplane, too. I played really? it on an airplane and the subway when I was in New York. Well, that... It was the same as playing it on the airplane. Hmm. I didn't feel one with the world around me, like, when I was on the airplane. It's like, I'm on a plane and I'm storing luggage in an airport? It's like... Yeah, there's no mind-blowing moment, but... Uh... Did you ever play it at the airport in front of the luggage sorting area? No, but I really should have been taking a photo. I should have put the 3DS on the luggage sorter with the game running and taking a photo on Instagram. Sounds like oh. a marketing photo. Like I know. Anyway, Airporter as a game. So Ute Saito's the dude who made it. The name's not very familiar to many, but he's the guy behind Sim Tower, which was called the Tower in Japan, and then they just bought the rights and slapped Sim on it. Uh, after you know, after Sim City success, he made Odama or uh, yeah on GameCube. That was the, the uh, weird pinball mic. It was game. yeah, it was a game you controlled with your voice. It involved pinballs. Feudal Japan. And giant spider. And giant monster spider monsters, yes. With a human head. Yes, because, you know, that's normal. He also was the guy that did Seaman on the Dreamcast. Oh. And the PS2. You know, the talking... Yeah, the Dream... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freakish fish. So this guy has quite the crazy pedigree. And honestly, Aeroporter, on the surface, is probably his most normal game since Sim Tower. Basically, it's a puzzle game. It's a drop-down puzzle game in a clever disguise. So you are sorting luggage as to get on airplanes. You have up to six or seven uh, luggage turnstile things luggage comes in through the top it goes down each one and you have to raise or lower ramps to let the luggage for the you know right color go to the right plane and then let me know if this doesn't make sense and then, yeah. <laughs> so you have all those different rings with you know luggage circling and you have to wait for it to circle and then drop it down but when you drop the ramps it's for every single luggage uh belt not just the one you're doing so you have to manage all of those and get them onto the planes, which each have their own time limit. It's about two and a half minutes, but they land and take off at different times. And you don't want to get the wrong color on the wrong plane. And you and they have VIPs that come in with special luggage that has to be loaded before other luggage. They have to, like, have the other luggage sitting there, but only load the one. And then you can slow down and speed up the ramp, the, the uh, luggage belt. And it's an insane. Yeah, you can slow down and speed up the ramps. You can, um, you can have them run automated or have them, like, 
all sorts of stuff. And to top it all off, you have to, in addition to just managing the luggage, you have to also have to keep an eye on your battery or your power for the ramps because you know they're automatic. You have to recharge they, them. Yeah, you have to. They'll tell you, do I buy a, uh, you know, a not fuel cell, a power whatever thing <laughs> and then you have to guide that through all the ramps it comes in through the top like the luggage and you guide it through all the ramps all the way to the bottom and then dump it like off the screen at the bottom so you're juggling up to like eight planes i think i've only gotten to six so far but you're juggling a bunch of planes on one screen or did you it's across both screens oh, okay but you juggle a bunch of planes you literally only use l and r to move the ramps up and down r is down l is up because keep in mind it's stacked like a, it's like a stack of pancakes except yeah. they have luggage on them <laughs> and um and then you use um the d-pad and the A button to select which plane you're going to have, you know, load the luggage onto. And then on top of that, you can use the control stick to, I don't know, to do other manipulation. There's all this going on at once. And on top of all that, they do it as like a simulation, uh, airport sim, where it's like you're making money when you do it successfully. You're losing money when you don't. You get ranked at the end of each workday, which is, you know, the time for that set. Yeah. Then you only progress to bigger puzzles and better things, and the street pass function only unlocks after you do certain things, like get certain VIPs on certain planes, and do double combos and triple combos. If you do the planes close, if you load the planes fully close enough and they take off, you get combos. Which, by the way, they say in the most Japanese like accent. I've ever, like it's like I'm not even gonna imitate it, but it was just <laughs> it was just funny. I was just like, wow, this is straight out of Japan. Um, so it sounds frantic. It sounds hectic. It sounds insane. It sounds fun. And it's all those things, and it is fun. But you gotta have patience. It the, the the difficulty, like not the difficulty, but just like the franticness. Like it, it guides you through the first, you know, like oh, this is how you load the plane. This is how you drop the ramps, and then like ten minutes later, they have everything on, like everything going at once. It's just chaos. It you have to you have to be really into like controlling chaos and making things work under really frantic situations. It's like a really, really, really hectic, and at times very frustrating puzzle game but something about it that i can't quite put my finger on is also very addictive i think he just like just the fact that it's like oh you didn't perform well at the airport today you you know you can't upgrade to international airport or whatever that it's just like no i want to get international airport so you go back and try again but how much is it it's only five bucks huh. but it's just like it's just insanity like it, maybe insanity let me rephrase maybe insanity is it's very barely 3d i didn't really know as much 3d when the planes fly in they look you know they have like a 3d effect kind of because they fly in across the screen they like zoom in they like kind of swoop in but it's a fun game it has a cool style to it too like it, it matches sim tower for those who have played sim tower but it's just like maybe frantic and insane it, frantic's the word insane might not be the word it's just like very busy you have a lot going on at once it's fun it's just busy. <laughs> so no, I would say if it's definitely one of those games that you can't recommend it to everyone. You definitely have to be able to have some patience. If you're the type of guy that throws your controller or your handheld against the wall after like you know losing two or three times at something, game's not for you. Like it's chaotic, but in the best possible way. So I guess that's my take on Airporter. Um, yeah, and just really quick, it does have this neat street pass function where you can have a hangar and you can design your own plane, like you can paint your own plane. And then Have it sends that? that plane, well, I'll get to that. It sends that plane to other people's systems when you street pass, so then the plane will fly in to their airport, which is kind of neat. It makes it feel like you're part of a world. Here's the thing. To get that street pass, you have to unlock, you have to get to Air National Airport status, which is basically like the third level you can hit. And and just to be clear, you only rank up between levels at the end of each workday. So, like, you know, it's not like you do it in the process. And then you have to get, like, a double or triple combo 
I've done each of those separately. I'm at International Airport, but I've yet to get a double combo again. And no matter what I do, I can't seem to get a double combo because when you have six airplanes going and there's baggage on everything, you know, you have like four blue bags on the yellow ramp and then you have one green on the blue and you need to get the green to the green in between the blue and the yellow and it's a da 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 Yeah, it, it's hard to get a double combo or a triple combo, but... So I haven't done Street Pass yet. I really want to do it when I was in New York last week because that would be the prime opportunity. But alas, it didn't happen. Oh. So I can't give a first-hand, there, there. I can't give a first-hand account for... Uh, the street pass function but no airport is definitely definitely interesting i could see how it was originally part of the guild 01 pack that uh you know that's what uh crimson shroud which just came out aeroporter and what was the first one liberation Maiden. yeah liberation Maiden. all three of those games were on one cartridge in japan or actually they had a fourth one too that isn't even coming stateside but so it's like you know it does feel like it's part of a it is a standalone thing but where was i going with this i had a comment <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a polished standalone... That's what I was saying. It's a polished standalone game in the sense that, like, it was part of a collection of standalone games. So, like, it's a good game. It's not, like... It's not, like, some DSiWare or WiiWare where it's, like, obviously from some, like, you know, developer who doesn't really know what they're doing. This guy knows what he's doing. Level 5 published and helped develop. Like, it's a... And along with his team, Utsido's team, it's a good game. It's a well-made game. It's just ridiculously chaotic. So that's my take. Uh, so yeah, if you have patience, check it out. If you don't have patience, don't check it out. Or check it out and then buy yourself like five new 3DSs because they'll keep breaking them. Um, yeah, it's definitely not for everyone, like I said, but it, it's a cool little game and I'm glad I picked it up. And that, in I'm a nutshell. look at a trailer for it because I don't know, it, really, it just sounds like a game I really want to see in action. Yeah, it's it's hard, It's really hard to describe. Like, I probably made it sound very strange. Like, it's pretty, I made it sound very convoluted and complicated. It's pretty straightforward when you're actually playing it, but there's just so much going on. I think the most inter- I think the most annoying mechanic, in the sense that the thing that will really frustrate you, is you have all your bags lined up on the right colored rings, and then you'll need to drop one down one level, and then suddenly like five bags fall into the wrong level, and you're like, oh great, because each ring they all spin at the same speed, but you know bags fall in different places. So you're dropping a red into yellow, and then suddenly green falls into blue, but then none of the other blue bags are anywhere near that ramp, so they're safe. Like it's you know it's all different pacing kind of. So it's 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 interesting. It's fun. It's just crazy. Yeah. Now, one game we both played, switching gears a bit, is uh, Nintendo has finally started releasing demos on the Wii U eShop. So we have checked out FIFA 13, and you know, to For me, some reason, mainly because it was the first it's demo. A demo. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and I mean, FIFA 13. That was one of the games we talked about before the Wii U came out, and we were saying. Like, I was saying at least, I think you were saying it too, it was like, oh, this is, it really uses the gamepad in cool ways. Like, you can aim shots with it. it has The gamepad, literally, the gamepad's like a tab. It's like if you're doing a second screen experience when you're watching TV, you know, you have your TV show and you're doing, like, whatever on your phone or tablet or whatever. It's that, but it's for what you're doing on the TV. Like, it's the full game. You use all the buttons and whatnot. And there's these little tabs on the side. You can view player stats on the fly while playing. You can assign players by, like, going to this radar view and then just tapping them. It's like, you know, they just have dots with their names. You can... uh do all sorts of stuff. It's actually really neat. Uh, I thought it was... Well, I don't know. I mean, as far as just soccer games go or any sports game... I'm just talking strictly the no, no, yeah. second screen use. Yeah, because I mean, like... The game I, I, I guess, like... I, the impressions I can give are definitely from a person who doesn't play any of the FIFA games. So they're like... See, I as, don't either. So, so they're <laughs> as unbiased as you can get. Yeah, yeah. And... It's hard. Yeah, the game is hard. It's like, hard. Maybe it's because I'm not used to... I don't know, sports simulators, because this is as close as you get for, like... Yeah, this is each respective sport. Like, yeah. Yeah. the closest thing I've ever played, like, for a real sports thing that I really got into was Mario Strikers and Mario Baseball. And according to a friend of mine, Mario Baseball is 
close. Our pretty close as far, as, far, as far as the rules, yeah. but strikers. That's kind of how I wanted the players to control. I was overusing because, the slide tackle because strikers taught me to do yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also like, and in strikers, you could kind of like move your character around like crazy, like run around, and there's really like no consequence to how you actually run. You don't even think about it. You just want to run to the goal. But in this game, you really have to like you can't just you have to think one step you, ahead. Yeah, you yeah. can't just run to the goal because your character like can't turn on a dime. Yeah, and a big thing I learned is it's really and you can't just like kick at it. You kind of have to actually have to aim precisely, and then you have to hold yeah. it a certain way. If you hold it a little too long, you kick it over the fence. Yeah, it's, really, it's, it's a lot of timing. It's and a it's again it takes meaning. a lot of dedication. So it's I, I can understand why the people that love it really love it and they stick to it and they stick to it yeah. every single year. And the other people, it's like not worth investing in the time because. Yeah, I think that's my attitude. Also, because just, it comes out every year, so it's like, oh, what's so different about this one than last yeah. year? So, and I think my attitude really, which is just the stats. Which obviously, since we don't really keep up with soccer, like it means no, it's more than the stats. No, they well, change I mean, the like, game in some significant. No, 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 but like, but that's like the that's and I oh, for the people that buy it yearly. No, no, yeah, yeah, but that's supposed to be like the biggest thing, like how they're like the stats are really accurate for every single individual right, player. Right, they play right. just like they do. And they do that through DLC throughout the year as well, I believe. Yeah, so that's like this big selling point, which means nothing. Yeah, it means nothing to us. Yeah, or I, to I, anybody that doesn't really keep with time. So it's like, it's hard to recommend if you just, I mean, if you're we soft, don't have, I mean, we, we, this is going based off the demo too, but, yeah. but I mean, it has other modes and actually, just like for even graphics comparison, it seems exactly, yeah, you played, like, you recently played the 360 like, like, version, Like literally, right? the, the day after, I played the demo on the Wii U. I played the PS3 version, and it played exactly the same. It even since I wasn't really used to game. I mean, I wasn't used to the controls of a FIFA game in general. So yeah. switching from the PS3 to the Wii U didn't. Or the other way around. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't really do anything. Like it, it felt exactly the same. Yeah, and the graphics were exactly the same. Everything yeah. about it was the same, except you get the gamepad. So the Wii U version, yeah, obviously and, that's, for and that. that's why that was the first thing. So I even just that, I mean. Yeah, that, yeah, that's good. But that's why that's why that's the first thing I talked about was the gamepad because that extra like tablet functionality. Literally, it was like yeah, a which is kind of cool. I mean, you yeah, get, it's re- you never use it I mean, when I, actually I even, playing. Like, I mean, you could appreciate it, even like, for us. Like, I mean, it was kind of yeah. cool just seeing like, oh, okay, I'm getting like a cam a view of the players running. Okay, now I'm getting a view of yeah, like an overhead view of just like the names of the players like running. Yeah, around and you, if you tap them, you can assign the ball to go to one of them if you have the ball. Yeah, but yeah, there are a couple other views you can like do friend messaging right there as well. Not in the demo, but in the final one. Um. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why I brought it up first, is that was what differentiated it. But yeah, the game's hard. I'm kind of just echoing what you're saying, but I always scored like two goals after, in like five exhibition matches. Yeah. The computer scored like six. I, I, I got to play yeah. um, multiplayer. I played on... Um, well, actually, these... I mean, obviously, since we don't have FIFA 12, FIFA 11, FIFA 10, yeah, or whatever, yeah. um, it was kind of hard to figure out where to go like it wasn't straight out like oh here's multiplayer mode here's two players it's under exhibition match. no there, that's it we couldn't find like there was like no straight out exhibition match it, it was like season play something weird it's the only option you can do in the, in the demo no well that's <laughs> it, like, it, it never gave us an option to go two uh, player yeah, yeah. like I mean my friend like I, he was able to like get the controller like synced up and we knew it was controlling it but so we ended up I understand okay just play one player and we'll just like take turns during right. it and then during the game, I pressed bar and I started looking everywhere. And eventually, you found it. I found something where you get to like move the control to like pick your side, and then you find. Yeah, that's when you start an exhibition match. It yeah. gives you the option. One other thing you could so, do. So it worked out. I mean, we play with the Circle Pad Pro, and obviously it works just. Circle like Pad the, Pro. Uh, the, the, the game. <laughs> the game. The, 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 the controller. controller Pro. I grabbed my 3DS, just the accessory with the extra stick, and I was like waving it in front of the Wii U, and nothing was happening. And that's why you couldn't do multiplayer. You're using an accessory for a different system. Yeah, with the, with the controller Pro, and I mean. Same button layout as the gamepad, yeah. so there was no difference. Except, yeah, um, my friend had the gamepad on, so I was just peering over and seeing. Just touching yeah, it. honestly, the those tablet functions that we were talking about, 
which are really the differentiator for the uh, Wii U version, they make the most sense when you're doing what they call manager mode, where you're not actually any of the players, you're just overseeing the game as it happens, and then you can, you know, assign the ball to go to certain people and stuff, and then it makes sense. But when you're playing, you're not looking at that gamepad very much. Like, you're not using, you're not saying they're reading player stats on the right column of your screen while running around with the ball. Like, you, there's no way to do that multitasking. So, at least for me. Maybe I'm just bad at multitasking. Point being, um, it's very cool, but you don't really do it much when actually playing the game of soccer. <laughs> it's more like when you're manager or just not, you know, in between, uh, if there's an offside or something and you're waiting to throw it. That's my one complaint, actually. It has touchscreen-based aiming, where if you hold the gamepad up to the TV as you're kicking, it'll let you touch where on the goal you want to do it. And it has, uh, like, aiming for, like, when you throw in from out of bounds. You can aim by just moving the gamepad around. But they are the most, like, I don't know if I was doing it wrong or what, but I only got them to work maybe 20, 25% of the time. So you tried it four times? Well, no. <laughs> what? No, I mean, all the times I would hold it up and down, only, like, a fifth of the time would it actually, or, like, a fourth of the time would it actually work. Oh. It's strange. I think I might have been doing it wrong, but still, for something that's supposed to be very intuitive. That's true. You know, like I mean, using you think you never screen. have a problem to get anything to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. It is weird. But yeah. besides that, I mean, as a soccer game, yeah, I don't know much about Sims either, but people love their FIFA, and it really, you know firsthand, as it really is FIFA. Yeah. It just has the gamepad. Yeah. So that's FIFA. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, if you like, it, so- it, it, if it, you like it, soccer games... It looks like a good... Game, but it definitely looks like a game that you would appreciate more if you were like a fan of it. Yeah, so I was about to say, if you like FIFA in the past, I don't see why you wouldn't get this version. Because as far as I know, it's the same game, just with the gamepad. Yeah, and stuff. you would want to get it sooner rather than later, because the longer you wait, I mean, you'll know FIFA 14 is coming. Yeah, so. <laughs> next October, yeah. And I mean, if you if our impressions are like really wishy-washy, just try it for yourself. It's a demo, you can download it. Yeah. In fact, that made this whole <laughs> segment pointless. Congratulations, everyone, <laughs> us included. We just wasted like five minutes. Anyway... Uh, one game we talked about last time. Yeah, we, so, we'll just, like, well, let's just semi-briefly get going over, so... Real quick, just to sum up last time, what happened, uh, and then feel free to jump in, yeah. uh, is, uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform, we talked about last episode, where we also talked about Crash Mo. You can hear our initial impressions of it by going to episode 31, Crash Mo Crash Course at RamTown.com, but the downside was that the game was broken due to a day one update so um off many offline modes didn't work at all as we explained last episode so you can hear all about those troubles yeah. in the last and episode I mean, but they have since patched it yep so um, how does it hold up now that you have the finished complete proper game how's it hold up um holds up just as i had wished it's like way better than i expected like um I don't know, I'm pretty sure I said this is the first time, but the game is really balanced. Like, there is no, from what I could notice, like, in Mario Kart, it's pretty obvious there's rubber band AI. Yeah. Especially in the Grand Prix, there's always someone that's, like, in second place. That's, like, the That's same the thing that annoys me about Mario Kart. You have, like, you're always, bright... It's one person you're competing with yeah. when you play against I mean, maybe The other seven or six are literally irrelevant. Yeah. It's always that one and, guy. And, and it makes you feel kind of unfair. It's like, oh, you know, like, you will see that second place person go, like, all the way to ace, and then you see him, like burning through everybody else just yeah. like catching up again yeah this one like there's yeah you definitely don't see that whatsoever it's completely it's more fair game in that regard but not that it really matters I mean all you really, really should be caring about is whether you're getting first place or not definitely yeah but like I mean just the more time I spent with the game like all the items everything is just um like their blue shell equivalent like is dodgeable if you're skilled enough but also not mm-hmm. but also affects like everyone else pretty evenly and then every single time you get hit by any item you don't like completely stop you don't yeah that's annoying yeah you don't lose that much speed at all like 
I've I've gotten bombarded in this game. So if you and, don't lose speed, what's the point of the item? Well, no, I'm, like... I'm not. So you, you do lose enough speed for oh, people okay. to catch up okay. to you, but that's all they really do. They help you catch up. Right, right. They don't really let you like leave them in the dust. Gotcha. So there's like no like broken item that I've seen so far. I mean, the all-star modes, I guess the closest thing to that, are more like the stars in Mario Kart 7. So do they do they do give you a pretty significant speed boost. Yeah. But they won't get you from ace to first unless all the races are like crowded on against each other. Right, right. And even then, like when they hit you, so what you were get the, them inconvenient. But the the modes, yeah, what were the modes that really? Because you the, named I them mean, last episode. What were the ones I mean, that were it was, causing like, the it trouble? It was boost mode, capture the child, but like, and also just like random game crashes. Like I couldn't do the Grand Prix mode mm-hmm. offline, so I couldn't unlock like two characters that one of which I really wanted to play as. I don't really want to spoil much. Yeah, of who the character. Yeah, is. don't say who. Even if you know who they are, but um, and even if they come out in the intro. Yeah, but um. Then it's not much of a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> just just, right. just Egg- tossing that out there. Yeah, Eggman. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil this. I, I mean, he could find him in the intro, but Eggman, <laughs> he is in the game. Son, the biggest arch nemesis in Sega history happens to be in their racing game. Just happens. Also, Bowser happens to be in Smash Bros. I remember that was pretty cool when they first announced that. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. So I guess yes, you could skip them if you purposely fail them three times in the easiest difficulty mm-hmm. but that may not seem like a problem in the beginning in the world mode in the world world tour mode yep which is where you go through events and you get stars which help you unlock more events which let you unlock characters and stages and so on and there is like a good number of boost mode stages that you have to skip and you could get all the way to the final world mm-hmm. but that's where my progress kind of stopped i did every single level and the highest difficulty possible to get the maximum amount of stars. Right. And now I have to go... And I was... And if those boost mode levels had been available from the beginning, I would have been able to pretty much complete and unlock everything. Right, right. But now I have to go all the way back and do all those boost mode levels again now that they work. Mm-hmm. I mean... So basically, for anyone that's picking up the game now based on these impressions, it's meaningless. But for anyone <laughs> who's had the game for the last couple of weeks, it's hell on earth. Yeah. And and <laughs> those modes are... I mean, all those extra modes are just really fun. But one thing that did kind of bother me... Yeah. Was that the highest difficulty you could get in the first four worlds was hard. Which, yeah, right now, which is the three-star rank. So you get three stars for every uh-huh. level you beat. Once you get to the final world, you unlock an expert difficulty, which lets you get four stars. So I'm like, okay, maybe just this one lets you get four stars. And yeah. then, turns out, all the levels in the back got also four-star levels. Right. So now I have to go... So you have to go back anyway. I mean, obviously, not everyone's so going to care. So you're going back anyway. Yeah, so I have to go back. And... It just adds replay value, really. Yeah, but it's like, uh, I have to do... I, I didn't want to have to do all these levels over again. I kind of wanted to save them for later. Right. But because of the patch, I kind of right. had to do those levels again. But now that the patch is up, I could just right. do so, the levels I haven't done. because. So now yeah. that the patch is up on a more broader level, I mean, you recommended the game last episode. Yeah. But, it, I mean, is it still, like, the same? Do you still have basically the same enthusiasm for it? Or has it, like, gone up now that you have access to everything else? Like, are you, it, yeah, are it, you way it, more it, into it, it now? It, or it has it gone up. I've played it a lot more like it's, recently. Like, so the bugs are that bad that actually, like... The bugs... Yeah, they bugged me out because, like, I haven't really ever had to deal with the problem. You could say they bugged you. <laughs> yeah, they... No, yeah, yeah. Ha! Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I've never really had, like a glitch where like it actually halted my progress in the game usually they're right. more like like oh cool i found a glitch or you're trying to actually replicate or like in mario kart 7 because where it's it... like you can take the shortcut in woohoo island yeah and then they fixed it and you couldn't or like yeah i mean it's usually glitches like the ones i've encountered with nintendo because usually nintendo products or any game they're like really polished and 
Well, that, that's the funny thing is this one was, and then the day one update, which was supposed to fix the very small things you're talking about, ended up breaking all the big things. Yeah. So, so, so it just like made me go like, oh, I'll just stick to online or just wait for the patch. Right. It, it was like that. It made you. I don't know. When did the patch come out? Like, how long after release? Because it came out launch day, and the patch was, like, what, three weeks? It came weeks? out, like, a week and a half after they said Nintendo got it. Took them that long? Yeah, yeah. it was a while. Was... For a game that, for, like, game-breaking bugs, it's kind of disappointing that it takes Nintendo that long. Yeah, you could just see, like, on the Miiverse, he's just like, where's my patch? Patch, you yeah. have got the patch, where's my patch? And... Yeah. But, I mean, so the community, like, doesn't take that long to find a match. Right. After the, I mean, before the patch... Like, maybe three or four racers per game, and this time after the patch, I don't know if it's because of that, but more people have gotten it. It's, like, five to six, and sometimes a full mm-hmm. a full roster, but... Oh, something else that's interesting. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but you can... When you're playing online, everyone picks from the same character select menu. So you can't so, duplicate? No, no duplicate. That's nice. So it's, so it's nice that, like, okay, like, on Minecraft 7, I sometimes race, like, five Metal Marios and, like, a bunch of Lakitu's. It's always Lakitu's and Metal Marios. Yeah. But in this one, like, that's cool that you won't get any duplicates. But also, like, let's say you're someone that, like, just wants to stick with, like, you like to use Beat. So you're only using Beat. And then you I, play online. Okay, just to clarify, I like to use Beat because his game is Jet Set Radio. A.K.A. J.S.R. My initials, J.S.R. <laughs> so if I don't use him, I'm not true to myself because it's me. I have those bug-eyed sunglasses, the red hair, the really yellow shirt. I don't own any of that. I think it was green. Lime green. What? Oops. Oh, whatever. The, the neon shirt. <laughs> but no, it's just because of JSR. That's the only reason. Well, basically, like, if so, so if you hop online, like, it'd be I. I. from Monkey So Man. if you hop online and someone else picks a character before you, you're like, okay, well, I, I don't use any of the characters, and the characters, they all kind of handle differently, so... That's actually kind of cool, because it makes you have to be good with everyone. Yeah, so... You can't I mean, just have a favorite. So before I found that out, I was just sticking with Sonic, and I'm like, I like Sonic, and... Yeah. I mean, I do eventually... I did want to eventually main Eggman, because I just, like... I always liked the big anti-villain, like, I... Bowser's like my favorite character. Just call him an anti-villain? I'm pretty sure they're the definition <laughs> of a villain. Anti-villain would be Sonic. The, 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 the anti Actually, no, the anti-villain of Eggman would be <laughs> Shadow, maybe. Because Shadow's yeah. like, he's a villain, but he's not. So he's like, anti but I don't know. Well, Keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, so I only, I only was using Sonic. Then when I found that out, someone else was using Sonic. I was like, wait, who else do I use? And then I tried using, I don't know, Wreck-It Ralph. And he controlled right. really weird, so I'm like, okay, I'll just... And he has no eyelids in the game. We gotta emphasize that. We said it last time, but we have to yeah, say it again. Wreck-It Ralph's mo- model in the game has no eyelids. He's staring deep into your soul. Yeah, for that, I don't know. When all the characters are out of their car, they look kind of weird. Like yeah. their movements. Are just yeah, like, they're kind of jerky. Yeah, they look a lot more natural in their car, even though a lot of them. Well, that's because like, that's what the majority of the game well, is. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but um. But then that, like, I mean, it was kind of cool that it did make you want to go and you can. There's like a level up system, like you get. Just like, I think it's up to level 5, and then they become a star rank character. And that uh, gives you different mods, uh-huh. so... So you can tweak how they perform. Yeah, so, so even if you, like, let's say you want to use Sonic initially, but it doesn't control the way you want to, if you stick with them long enough, you might get the specifications that will give you the kind of handling you want. So it's instead of Mario Kart 7 having different carts they can use, this just gives you mods for the carts that are glued to the character, basically. Yeah, which is cool. Which, it, yeah, it kind of boils down to the same thing, but it is cool, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, so... Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're happy with it, and yeah, I mean, I, we said this, we said this uh, last episode, but I mean, it's only forty bucks. Yeah, so it's so like if you're looking for a budget, like quality Wii and you game, get, like, it I sounds mean, like it's content it. everywhere. I mean, it has five player split screen with thanks to gamepad. Yeah, and four then, on the TV, and then one on there's gamepad. like so many modes. There's like kill the tank mode. There's boost mode. There's like these rival so races. There's it, like so many. 
Is capture the chow essentially capture the flag? Yeah, like you. So go, you're just missing capturing your flag. Yeah, like you, or is it more like the shine sprite game? No, 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 no. Cards? It's way different. Like you, like both people race like to go catch the chow, which is just like a giant chow balloon. Right. And, Not an actual and, chow. They lie. Should we catch the chow balloon? Yeah. Oh, Sega. And then once you get the balloon, you have to take it back to a checkpoint, mm-hmm. and then you have to deposit it there. And if someone hits you, you you drop it's, it. It's like capture flag. Yeah, so it's capture shooters. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Cool. It's interesting. I like it. Cool. All those modes are fun. So, I, would, I think that's it for what we're playing. So, so, I'll so even, yeah, overall, so I'll recommend Sonic. it even higher now. Yeah, and you gave it a pretty strong recommendation last episode. So. Yeah. So I mean, there's no like good kart racer right now, and if you want a yeah. really good kart, like this is not this just, is the Wii U's best. An only racing game, <laughs> and, and, and we're not saying because it's the only one. It's like the, it's the best. It, it's legitimately the really, yeah, really good. Yeah, I mean, it's getting I mean, pretty I pl- good reviews all over the place. Yeah, and so. I played some multiplayer too. It's really fun. It definitely is. Um, usually we don't do this, but given what what uh, month it is, let's do a special what we're reading, in addition to what we're playing because Nintendo Power is has closed its doors. The final issue is in the hands of subscribers like myself now. And I just want to touch on it. Yeah, you'll get your... I have your copy. (laughs) It's just saying not here. Uh, But yeah, just like... I just want to briefly say that like... I've I've been subscribing since 1999. January 1999. The Mario Party 1 issue. Oh, when you were 10. Yeah, I've been subscribing for literally 13 years. years, Which is kind of crazy. So it's weird to see it end, but... I just uh, just want to say real quick that the last issue, they did a really excellent job. I don't want to spoil the last few pages, but... Yeah, there's spoilers for magazines now. But a certain old uh, Nintendo Power mascot of sorts makes a reappearance. And they also have these great uh, articles from all the, a lot of the old editors, like a lot of them, who came back and wrote about their time with it. They have a list of their favorite games. Uh, they, have a, they have a lot of really cool stuff. So, I mean, even if you're not a current Nintendo Power subscriber, this issue is worth picking up. It also comes with a poster with every single cover of every single issue on it. And the the cover, actually speaking of covers, the cover of the final issue is super cool. It's a callback to the original cover, Claymation Mario. Yeah, down to the, the pros. The Nintendo they, they literally mimicked everything. Yeah, the red bar at the bottom, the format, the free poster. Yeah, like, but blob. instead of obviously, like, instead of, like, just for NES something, it's not like for Nintendo players or something. Yeah, but it, it's like, they did a really nice job. And one little kind of sad touch, the original cover just of Mario going through a level being chased by Wart. This cover shows Mario going through a level being chased by Bowser, and the end of the level flag is visible, because it's the end of Nintendo Power. Mm. Duh. Oh. But no, um, no, so, it, seriously, any Nintendo fan should go pick it up. If nothing else, it's a part of Nintendo's legacy, like, you owe it to yourself to, if for no other reason than to have a collectible that would be worth a good amount in a while, go, good luck finding it. It took me two different Barnes & Nobles to find your copy. On the day of its release. Yeah, here's the, yeah, on the day of its release. Because mine was supposed to show up last week and it didn't, so I started panicking, so I went and bought one and then mine showed up two days later. But, um, so now you Ooh. get one of them. But yeah, so no, uh, I'm just saying go check out The Last Nintendo Power. Um, yeah. I mean, personally, I've like, had kind of a weird connection to Nintendo Power because I was like, quoted in it a bunch of times and stuff when I was on Nintendo Forums as a sage and all that. But I I'm actually, a drawing and they never took <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm actually going to be doing an article. Oh, no, no, never mind. I drew on an envelope because I remember at some point they always put up envelopes. Yeah, they used to uh, the new the letter section used to be bordered with envelope art. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what I was gonna say is, um, speaking of Nintendo Power, uh, I'm actually gonna do kind of a. This isn't gonna be like a big news article or any sort of like big opinion piece, but I'm gonna do like a personal retrospective of me with Nintendo, like what Nintendo Power meant to me and how like when I was in it and just little like tidbits like that. That's gonna be going up on the site 
Ramtown.com, obviously. No, not tomorrow. Tonight? No, it's going up sometime in the coming week. Oh. Uh, <laughs> thanks for putting me on the spot. And if you want something to do while on Ramtown.com until then, I strongly encourage you to check out an article I put up uh, this past week, actually, uh, from my trip to New York. I was in New York the first from like the first week of December, basically, and I took a trip to Nintendo World. And at Nintendo World, I took some photos and took some notes on what has changed because the Wii U's out, and they basically revamped half the second floor to, to be all Wii U. So if you want to check out some cool photos of the new Wii U section and see some of the other goodies, including a ton of cool Paper Mario display art, they had a motorized Mario, hammer-swinging hammer Mario in their window. And if you want to see like some of the exclusive merchandise they have, and the museum, they have a museum in Nintendo World, which literally, it covers every single uh, system launch Nintendo's ever done in honor of the Wii U launch. So I have photos of that. There's a photo of a, uh, there's a really cool thing from the Zelda anniversary. It's a 250,000 Facebook fan photos are put together to make a, a, a collage, not collage, yeah, collage. Yeah, of, uh, no, collage isn't the right word. Mosaic. Oh, yeah, a mosaic right. of Link. So all that, there's pictures of all that, plus a description of what's changed, what the Wii U setup is like, um, what the museum's like. All that at Ramtown.com right now. Just go to uh, the article called Extra, Nintendo World's Wii U Makeover. It's one of two extras, the other being Nintendo Power. That'll be kind of kind of week. And with that, I think we're pretty much done with this episode. Um, turned out to be a bit of a long one. I guess my two soapboxes were to blame. But uh, definitely tune in in two weeks. Two hours and a half, almost. No, not two hours and a half, two hours and three minutes. Really? <laughs> but no, tune in uh, two weeks from now on the 30th, actually. Did I do that math right? Yes. Yes. So tune in two weeks. Wait, did I? I don't think I did. Yeah. This episode goes up on 16th, the 30th. So tune in, sorry. So tune in on the 30th in two weeks. Um, we're going to have some pretty good stuff for you. We're going to have impressions of uh, Rayman Legends, which, just, which now is a demo on the eShop along with a whole bunch of 3DS games, uh, impressions of trying to director's cut with the new DLC that will be coming out between now and then included. So we'll be able to talk about all that stuff they're adding in, uh, pro controller support, all sorts of stuff, um, and a whole lot more. So definitely tune in in two weeks. Until then, be sure to go to Nintendo to see the Nintendo Power article in this coming week and look back at the Nintendo World article that's already up. As always, if you don't want to have to remember to tune in on the 30th of December, I don't blame you. So you can just follow us on Twitter at RandomNintendo or us individually. I'm at JSR7. He's at Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O, which is also coincidentally his Miiverse handle if you want to friend and follow him there. You can friend and follow me at JasonR on Miiverse. And lastly... Like coincidentally... It's not... I was saying that jokingly. Well, I, and last, I'm like lay on that. <laughs> and, and lastly... Uh, because I'm not plugging enough stuff, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes as another way to make sure you don't miss that episode. So until then, have a very happy holidays and enjoy whatever games you're getting as gifts. And we'll see you in two <laughs> or weeks. Or the ones you bought for yourself. Or the ones you bought for yourself. And we will see you in two weeks with all sorts of new impressions and plenty of news. Yep.